What is happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Call to Action Live, episode 92. I am here with three lovely ladies, and we are going to be talking some schmodown, as we always do. But first off, I will say, as many times as we say blame PLD, I think it's usually about 25 to 30% of the time it's actually blame PLD. <laughs> this one was 100% blame PLD. It's my fault we're late. I just stepped in the door, got my whiskey, but I'm ready to go now. Uh, they they got everything ready for me, so I thank you, lovely ladies, as always, my family, to getting things ready for us. First off on my... I did. I pointed right way. I'm so excited about that. Point <laughs> right over there, we have C2. Alex, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing, I'm pretty great. I feel like I haven't been on live in a in a hot minute for sure. So I'm excited to you know chat schmodown with these awesome people. Yes, indeed. Paul's then, okay, but these ladies in particular, you know? we know who you're here for. <laughs> yeah, already, it was fine. <laughs> ah, Alex, I love you. Uh, anyway, below me, the one, the only, the lovely Kelsey Kins. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Excited to talk to some Schmodown. Honestly, pretty excited that I am not hosting this evening. As you can tell, Paul is hosting, and it's going to be a fantastic show, so I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, I'm trying to fill in these big shoes down there, so uh, hopefully I do okay. Uh, that's all I need to do. I'll do okay. So I can do like at least 75% of Kelsey, then I'll be okay. Uh, <laughs> but of course, also to Kel next to Kelsey and down in the other Brady Bunch corner, we got my work wife, the one, the only, the newest Schmodown announcer, uh, Danny Joy, Danny Ramirez. How are you, my friend? Hello. I'm excited to be here. It's excited to always do a call to action with all of my favorite co-hosts. I love you all so much. Yes, indeed. I will say we did it. We're supposed to have a guest tonight, um, but I want to give up my best thoughts. Jen Sturger is going to be here, but she's a little under the weather. Um, so I was like, you know what? Don't worry about it. We're going to push you. We're going to have her on next week now. Um, it did allow Alex to come on, so there is that bonus point. So, yeah. But, Jen, <laughs> love you. Hope you get there. Yeah, because we don't, let, we don't let Alex come on whenever we have a guest on. If there's a guest yeah. on, Alex is absolutely not allowed. Well, yeah, of course not. I'm hosting. I wasn't going to have her on, but, I mean, I have to now. I need an open slot to fill. What the hell? I mean. Oh, my God. Weenie <laughs> we behavior between these we three. No, weedy behavior. <laughs> it is what it is. You know, I thought let's just get right into it. Uh, we're gonna start recapping this week a little bit. Things we didn't talk about. Some of the things we did talk about. We have three of the horror matches we did breakdowns for. So please go check those out for Liz, Liz Shannon Miller, and Rachel Silvestrini for the Barbarian and Whitney Seibold, and for Riley and Video Drew. You can check those out on our channels to get the breakdowns, the real deep breakdowns. We will. Break down the Jeff Snyder versus Robert Montano match because we didn't get to that this week. But uh, before we do that, let's talk about the other matches first. We'll do a quick little, quick little talk about instead of doing the full breakdown. First, especially the first one, though, we want to talk about the first one specifically: uh, Liz Shannon Miller versus Rachel Silvestrini. And uh, why do we want to talk about this one so much? Because somebody made her debut on the Schmodown. Now, Danny, we know you told the story a little bit on our breakdown, but maybe for the people who haven't seen it, let's uh, go into that again. Just a smidge. Why don't you tell about just how you how this all went down and how you ended up on the desk next to Christian Harloff? Yeah, um, I was in my salon in the middle of doing this to my hair. I had bleach all up in my hair and uh, just uh, saw a message from Harloff himself, and it was asking if I wanted to do the Silver Streaming match. Drip, drip, baby, woo! <laughs> and uh, and I instantly, I the first thing that replied was like, "Holy shit, is this real?" 
And uh, so I, I had a great time. That was a very fun experience. Um, I've been a big fan of the Schmodown for a very long time. A lot, anyone who knows me knows that. Uh, anyone who is a fan of this channel knows that. So it was an honor and a privilege to be able to get to do that. And um, even if it never happens again, even, even though I hope it kind of does, but even if it never happens again, I got to do it once and I will always appreciate it. And I will always forever just be grateful to have that experience because it was a just crazy fun. it was a crazy fun time and it, it felt like it went by so fast so, <laughs> i'm sure it did it was and then it was done but it was great because uh, there was a lot of really positive responses so thank you to everyone who reached out and uh just responded positively to it i i really didn't see anything too bad about it i it's not like i was expecting uh, uh it wasn't like I was like stressing out every night thinking about what I would read in the comic section. <laughs> Not at all. No, nah, didn't say one thing to me about but, it. I know but that. overall, the the feedback has been great. So thank you so much to okay. everyone that's been uh, super positive about it. I really do appreciate it. The it was, I really genuinely had a great time. So thank you again to Christian Harloff. Big thank you to Roxy Stryer because she's the one who kind of pitched my name, and I really appreciate that very very much. So no uh, bad thing from from any fans really or uh, the above. Christian was. They said it about that you did a hell of a job, and uh, they are right. So, welcome to the big leagues, and we're so proud of you. So, beyond that, it was it exciting to do a match with Rachel Silvestrini because she has always been a big uh, friend of the podcast, so to speak. She's almost like an honorary, almost an honorary C2Air. She's done like our longest show we've ever done, and I think she's probably been on more than almost anybody else at this point. But uh, we love her to death. Um, what did you guys think about that match, Alex? Why don't you go first? Um, it was, uh, I do feel like it was a solid match. It was a very hard to watch though, considering, you know, how close we are with Rachel. It was hard not to go in unbiased, <laughs> um, obviously, because these are both obviously very great competitors. Rachel, you know, she's been part of the pride since the beginning of the season. We've seen her mostly part of a team so far and, you know, going into this match, she was, oh, and two, um, from what I remember, she went up against, uh, Paul Preston and someone else. I can't remember. Roka. Brendan Meyer, maybe? Roca? Oh, yeah, Roca. Yes, thank you. And those were awesome matches. And so there's a lot of anticipation for her being in this one. Um, but again, it was really hard to watch knowing how much she, how hard she works. And uh, so it's really hard not to feel for her actively the entire time. <laughs> and yeah. also for like enormous, like, anxiety for danielle because i was like <laughs> <laughs> my girl's on screen <laughs> you're oh, damn right that was the worst part i, of I, I, the might worst end I did cry <laughs> i was like oh, she's Lord. worked so hard <laughs> she deserves all the love I'm not gonna lie. I had, a, I had at least one single man tear rolling down when I saw it. I will. I won't lie about that. So. One single. Right. What, what's wrong with man crying? You were no, very supportive throughout this whole experience for me too. Like as soon as I told everyone, everyone was nothing but supportive and and super sweet about it. So it's been that was that whole experience. I'm 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 still on a little bit of a cloud from it, but I'm chilling. I'm chilling. <laughs> chilling, chilling like a villain. Kelsey, what did you think about the match? Um, I didn't pay attention to it. I was too busy looking at Danielle the whole entire time. Oh. I was the camera. <laughs> That's very okay. fair. Yeah. It's very fair. Very but fair. I was paying attention, I swear. I'm trying to make me cry now. <laughs> I love these working? ladies so much. <laughs> <laughs> I love these ladies so much. Uh, it always kind of bothers me a little bit when early on in a tournament is two girls against each other because that just means further on there's just going to be less women in the, towards the finals just the way it kind of plays out. So that always kind of bums me out a little bit. But 
I have to admit, going into that match, I'm always a little biased towards Rachel because she is such a dear friend. But I I love Miller. She is so funny and sweet and smart, and I enjoy watching her on screen. So I thought I could go really either anyway. It did go in favor of Miller, but Rachel's such a shrunk petter. I can't wait to see her come back because I know she's going to kick butt. Yeah, Rachel did have a tough time, obviously. We know uh, she did say later on in, on her show, on the Music and Mayhem, Movies, Music and Mayhem show she does on Thursdays, which you guys should check out. Always a fun time. Uh, also, on the Cine Fanatic, she did say that she had done, like, the two matches in a row. So it was, like, this match, and then she followed up by losing with the prize. That made for a tough weekend. She had a very tough weekend that weekend because, um, basically, she said it. Like, her season's pretty much over now unless something strange happens or some kind of weird things happens with, like, some kind of undercard or something. Um, so, you know what? Maybe it gives her a little bit of a break. And uh, maybe she uh, will, uh, maybe she will um, kick bat next year. Maybe recharge, we get that energy back, and uh, that I can't wait to see her kick bass with that. Um, but on the other side, Miller, I think she's such a strong force. She hasn't had like she hasn't had much of an opportunity yet. But like she's now got, she's now gotten Rachel. She lost when she lost a couple times the year before it was two very strong competitors. But she always made strong showing. So I'm interested to see what she can do against. Uh, the golden boy of the year. Uh, she goes up against Chance Ellison next, and that's going to be an interesting match to see uh, what she's going to do. Um, but without further ado, real quick, Brandon Buckingham in the super chat. Thank you, Buck. Danny is effing awesome on the desk. I hope we can get her and the other ladies from C2A on the desk. I hope so too. That'd be great to see, Buck. Thank you very much. That would be awesome. Yeah, and so um, I, um, I totally agree with Rachel. So I think Rachel is one of those players that's going to be in the league for a while. I think we definitely know that. I think we can see that. And regardless of, you know, what's happened in the past, coming up with just a little bit short on luck and what we've seen kind of throughout her her run this season, just kind of short on luck. But I think all of us have a lot of confidence in Rachel that we know that she's going to keep building from there and she's going to do well throughout the league. I love what she's doing in teams and some some players just do better in teams and that's totally fine. That doesn't negate any player from being better than any other player. If someone were look at Andrew Guy. Andrew Guy works so much better in better teams, teams. Than he does in singles. We all know that and that's our lord and savior. It's true. So I think Rachel, I think Rachel is in teams with, and I think she really does well with Ben Goddard. I, I, I and I think Ben's doing well also. So them two as a team together, I, I hope they continue as a team, depending on what's going to go on next season. But Liz definitely was kind of um, like a like an X factor. We knew that she played well. We just didn't know what she was going to bring to the table, especially in this situation going against Rachel. Right. So it was very interesting to, to, to watch these two go against each other and to, and to just kind of to see them play and, and their reactions on screen. Both of them were, were, were calm and collected, but you can definitely see where certain technical things got to Rachel a little bit. They missed, uh, yeah, the JTE, which you had to yeah. use because it was internet went out, things like that. Mm -hmm. That's true. And you know what? It's true. Some people just play better in the studio. Some people, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. even Ben Bateman has said that kind of like you feel when you're at home, it doesn't doesn't feel like you're hyped enough. You don't get up, you don't go around, you don't like do your morning routines. You could just like be there doing stuff all day. No, there you go. You sit down in front of the computer at home, and there you go. You're ready to play at top level of your game. I can't Sometimes remember where I'm trying. I'm trying to remember who said it and where and where it was. So anyone in the chat, if you can remember, let me know. Um, I might have been Andrew Guy that said something about working in in the studio um with the way i it was andrew guy it was andrew guy talking about the character and and how if they're in the studio they can they can take a break and be like hold on like what's going on and then explain the character a little bit more and and and, and go throughout that kind of work and i think that that's a really interesting dynamic with the gameplay also um 
I think Rachel is better at trivia than she is at character work. That I, but that doesn't mean that she wouldn't do less well. I don't know what I'm trying to say about Rachel in in the studio. I think that I ag- I agree. She would do well in the studio. I think she does do better in the studio, but. I think that overall, she's going to be one of these players that we're just going to go see. We're They're just going to go like this. That's my whole theory on Rachel. She's just going to go up from here. She's not going to get any worse or, or anything like that. She wants to be better, and we can all see that, and we all know that. So I think she's just a player who's going to progress in, in the league. I think that we have those players, and it's good to see those players throughout throughout these seasons that we've seen them in there. Let, let, let us have these... C's going to B's going into A's. Let us have this progression of players. Like, don't give people shit just because they don't do so well during one season of the showdown. Let mm-hmm. like let's let's watch this progression of these players. And I think Rachel Silvestrini specifically <laughs> is one of those players that we're gonna see a very steady rise. Janine is also one of those players who I think that we've seen kind of go through that rise throughout the seasons that she's been on. And I'm excited to see her against that war. I'm jumping ahead. I know with the Warfather match and stuff like that we'll but that. <laughs> that i i just that's my that's my whole point i'm sorry i went on a date i went on a danny man about rachel <laughs> i almost put the, the, the yeah. timer up I did. almost yeah. i almost did i also yeah. one last thing i will say about that is that relates to rachel it seems like because momentum can be a big thing so if you could put rachel against somebody maybe who's a little lesser of the so a lot of the so a lot of top tier knowledge people put her up against a more mid-level player let her get her feet wet let her get a win under her belt and then like kind of build up the momentum back up to the top league that might be a good good step for her because she can build that momentum up and really start getting confidence in herself so i think there might be a little bit of a confidence issue she always comes across very strong very like confident in herself and everything else but i kind of wonder if some of it's not like kind of eating at her a little bit the close losses the Luis Soroka, the the own three now i mean I think that kind of gets to someone, even if you are coming across as very strong. Not that she's not strong, but you know what I'm saying? It's just kind of a confidence issue. Rachel is one of those competitors where, and I think do think similar to Janine, is that the records do not reflect the competitor mm-hmm. and not only their intensity, but their how great they are strategically is in the game as well. Now, obviously, everyone, uh, you know, just like any great player, Ethan Irwin, Darren Merle, Ben Bateman and everything, uh, they can have a bad day anytime, you know, and that happens to the best of us. Do we need to talk about Darren Merle going against Guy? Do we need to talk about Ben Bateman and his recent match, you know, being part of Who's the Moss? We're human and those things happen, obviously. But uh, do the psychology of a competitor is a huge aspect of the sport. Um, you know, there is something about the physical aspect, especially having a manager, uh, you know, like there to physically calm you down, but also, um, be able to kind of you can chat strategy and everything in person rather than like on screen virtually it's a whole thing and there's a lot of thing to combat um i am excited to see her potentially going into teams in the future i do think she is one of those competitors that will continue to thrive in teams but also i do think she has nowhere to go but up in singles so it's a matter of time agreed agreed all right, well, we'll continue on. Please, anybody in the chat, um, we usually do questions at the end, but we're also going to move questions throughout. If you have any questions in there, of course, we're going to highlight Streamlabs mm-hmm. or Super Chats and Streamlab.com slash Call to Action Podcast. We will answer those as well when you get them. Um, but we'll move on now. We'll talk about the other matches real quick. Barbarian uh, and Whitney Seibold. We're all dancing. You're all dancing. That's fine. I'll hear this music. But you're dancing the music that's not there. I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, do you have any, any thoughts about Barbarian and Whitney Seibold? How about Kelsey? Let's start with you this time. Uh, back to sort of like the Rachel conversation. Whitney, I think, is also another one of those competitors that it's he's his 
record does not show the type of player he is. Mm -hmm. So knowledgeable, getting better and better every time we watch him. But just the <clears> way <throat> things work out, he could have one of the top point scoring matches and still lose. <laughs> and it keeps happening. So I, I love that match. I love watching Barbarian. I like their, their how opposite they work. Like you know, the beauty versus the Barbarian. I think that's a great storyline thing as well. I agree. Um, so I oh. enjoyed the match thoroughly, and I'm very proud of the Barbarian. But I. I, I, I love Whitney. I, I want to see Whitney get some wins because he deserves them. He's such a great player. It's just his record does not show how he plays. I agree with that. Whitney has always been, I love Whitney. He's a very knowledgeable person. Probably one of the most knowledgeable people, people in the oh, league. So good. He knows just about everything. And I got to say, he's got the most, I want to say unique. I don't mean this in a bad way, but a unique opinions. I tend to disagree with a lot of his opinions, but they're very strong opinions. And he, he is so eloquent with Stan. Right. Yeah. He's so eloquent with yeah. it and tells him so well that I, I always want to read his stuff, even if I disagree. Um, but you are right. It's a luck factor. It just seems like he can't get over that hump. It's like he'll score 35 and somebody else will score 36. Uh, and I, I got to break sometime, right? It's got to break sometime. I kind of thought it might happen with his teams. Um, but the Barbarian's also just been kind of a guy who's been on a, a tear ever since, ever since he began the league. He's, he's, he seems to have this destiny of really uh, getting somewhere high up. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he won the tournament, to be honest with you. He's so, uh, he's so knowledgeable. He's so strong with the game already, considering he's just a rookie. I mean, he, I mean you, hear, you hear off story, off, uh, offline stories that he's like helping to train other players in the game because he's just that damn good. I mean, he went through IG, he prepared for IG in like three weeks. Like that's a that's a division that takes a long time to prepare for. He took three weeks and did well in it. He very did well. well. Did very well. Um, he lost to the guy who won the tournament. I mean, <laughs> and that was and there was some controversy in that match too. To be honest, that he he talked about. So I mean, there's a lot that you could say about Barbarian, but he's he's definitely on a run. Um, I'm definitely interested to see how he does next. Um, we'll talk about that after the after the end of wrapping up. We'll, we'll look at the speculation of next week's matches and the and the future as that goes. Alex, what do you think about Whitney and Barbarian? I Whitney Whitney is part of uh, is one of the members between one of my favorite not only Schmodown teams and of all time personally I love critically acclaimed as a team they're one of my favorites um, they're one of my top five personal teams of all time um, actually um, but not only that thing is he is one of those competitors I actually kind of disagree with you Kelsey um, the thing is I think he's also agree with you one of those uh, competitors especially in singles he definitely thrives in teams rather than singles he clearly has nothing but pure knowledge however he's played this game numerous numerous times and he's not improving strategically so that's I don't want to say it's his fault but there is a, a certain lack of um, connection be between being able to use challenges, JTEs, or recognize the timer, or whatever it may be. So he's in a, he has like so much knowledge going into it. But as far as using the knowledge efficiently to the game is definitely where he's lacking. And he shouldn't be lacking as much as he is, considering how many times he's played in singles and teams successfully. So it, it is, I don't want to say it's a little... It is a little disappointing um, when we haven't really seen him um, improve considering his history. Because I love him so much as a competitor. I, I think he has so much potential. Uh, they comp the desk even complimented him on his improvement in gameplay. They're like, wow, this game, you you really, you're, you're starting to get the game. Like it was, he was complimented on it during this match. So I feel like it's improving, maybe not to where it needs to be, but it's improving. Yeah. 
I would agree that's definitely improving. I think it's maybe has still somewhere yeah. to go. It, it does seem more like like a, a random like he's got these random holes that kind of always seem to show up. It's the whole like every, I mean everybody has holes in their match. Not a, even every yeah. I mean I don't know anybody who doesn't. Um, it's, that's enough out of you, Kelsey. I see where you're going with that. I, I don't. That's all I heard. Giggity giggity. Yeah. <laughs> giggity, <everyone laughs> holes. Yeah. And we're all trying to fill them. <laughs> Uh boy, what am I gonna do with you? Uh, <laughs> but anyway, but seriously though, I mean, he, he his his gaps in his knowledge just seem to show up at the wrong time. That's and that's that's part of the game. Unfortunately, you figure it's all gonna balance out because usually it does, but so far it just hasn't balanced out at all for him. So I gotta say, I, he's due for a run. He's got to be due for a run. But maybe you know what? Sometimes it never happens. Sometimes they it just they got out of the league without getting that run. But I feel like he could do it at some point. Danny, what did you think? So this is an interesting take on what I was just saying about Rachel Silvestrini and watching players progress in a certain way. Winnie Seibold is one of those players that we've seen be completely stagnant inside of the Schmodown. Although every single person who who watches the Schmodown and knows the Schmodown or has seen or heard anything that Whitney has done outside of the Schmodown knows that he knows movies and he knows what he's talking about. Like he, it's so, it's so crazy watching him do matches sometimes because he'll miss a question that I know that I was like, mm, that's a really easy question to miss boss. But then he'll answer a question that was like, I have never even heard of that movie before in my entire life. And he just went on a tangent about that movie in the middle of a match. So like he's he's one of those players that we know is knowledgeable but just doesn't mm -hmm. seem to rise and I understand that a lot of what a lot of uh what people are saying about it is that he doesn't understand the gameplay or the strategy of the game. So that's kind of uh, Alex, I know that you look at it from a different standpoint because you're active inside of a uh, certain in, inside of certain places like that doing the fan leagues and stuff like that where you're involved with getting into the mindset of playing. And I know that other people have seen all of that as well. But for me personally, like I, I agree that I don't think that he's playing the game the way that he should. And he misses uh, uh, some doesn't get some of the rules. I don't think he's as bad as Matt Atchity in that situation. True. 100%. But there's just some there's just something that I don't know what it is about Whitney Seibold that just doesn't he just doesn't seem to get any luck inside of it. And, and, and yeah, I something and, not clicking. Mm -hmm. Let me highlight it's it. It's not clicking. Yeah. I, do I don't know. Yeah. Know. It's unfortunate. I put forth a theory. Figure it out. Better minds to watch the Schmodown might be able to figure it out. We might be able to figure it out. But like for me, I don't I don't necessarily understand what it is of uh, uh, where Whitney can get that. Could he could he need a manager who is going to actively like sit next to him and be like, let's go over some Schmodown game tape, brah? Or what is it like? What can Whitney do to progress inside of the Schmodown? That's where I bang my head against players like Whitney Seibold. I'm going to put forth a, a theory here that I just thought about really. I mean, honestly, I talked about it a little bit already. Whitney has the unique uh, viewpoint on a lot of things. He likes a lot of these cult films, likes a lot of like other films. Yeah. The Schmodown has been kind of gearing more and more towards a more uh, centralized 
database. You're looking for the audience, what the audience involved. The audience loves these kind of movies that aren't in Whitney's wheelhouse. They're not the movies. He's not going to go out and watch the MCU a hundred billion times. He's not going to go out and watch the most popular movies. Of anything else. He's watching the niche artsier movies a lot of times. He tends to steer more towards those. Those aren't the ones that are asked a lot of times. I think that might be where his luck kind of falters a little bit because yeah. his holes are going to be shown more because that those are the questions that come up are the ones that he's not the ones that he's into as much. He's he might watch it once, but he'll never. He's not the guy who's gonna sit down and watch Avengers three times. No, I, you know what, I Paul, I completely agree with you. I think that's exactly what it is. Now that you're saying it, um, I think that he's the type of uh, person who's gonna watch the movies that he's gonna want to watch, and maybe he's not gonna really go out of his way to study the way that the you're supposed to, for example, to to do that inside of the show. That's that you're probably completely right on that, and and who to say if he will i hope that he does because i would <laughs> i would love to see whitney seibold just coming in like wreck shop in the schmodown because i i i i enjoy him as a person very much mm -hmm. but i would love to see him get more involved with some character work and and do some have some fun with the schmodown i think he could definitely do some character work i think he's got that in him uh, yeah. yeah although not as much since bibs left he's he or not bibs left but since they split rather since critically acclaimed split but he could if he just gets the right kind of push, I think. Yeah. Well, he is a performer. He has a history of performing in, in school, college, and mm -hmm. he does a lot of, uh, uh, like, before COVID and everything went down, he he has done, like, a lot of, uh, you know, club performances and everything, which is really, really cool. He talks about it all the time on his podcast. Um, but he's also, a, he's a competitor of the past, essentially. He's yeah. one of those competitors, when it comes to Schmodown nowadays, mm -hmm. it, you have to be in it to win it. You have to be okay with studying. You got to whip out the, yeah. the cards and the binders and the notes and all that. You have to watch movies you don't want to watch. And, uh, and Whitney Seibold, he's a, he's a competitor of such pure knowledge of weird, random stuff. And it's wonderful. I, I love listening to him and uh, hearing him talk about anything. Uh, but the thing is, he's very vocal about it. He's like, if, if I don't have a reason to watch it, you know, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch Avengers Endgame. It's just not something I, I saw once or twice. I have no desire to watch it again. I don't have no knowledge for it to stick in my head the way um, it should being inside Schmodown. So that requires that kind of level of gameplay and knowledge is definitely a different tier of competitors that maybe he just doesn't want to be a part of. And that's totally fine. Um, it just kind of depends on, you know, if he, you know, the how much involved does he want to be in Schmodown to that extent? If he wants to be a champion and compete in more teams, singles, whatever matches, that's what he has to do. But if he doesn't want to do that, he's not going to last very long. Well, I wonder, maybe he just needs a manager that will actually be one of those managers who's a hard ass and like starts a study group. I mean, right now he's with Ken and Ken is definitely not putting together study oh. groups and things like that. He's lucky he knows that Whitney's on his team, I think, at this point. Um, <laughs> as he said, as he said that um, the other time. But um, so maybe maybe getting him in with somebody like a, a Koi or somebody like that might actually be a good assistant, good uh, wait, move for him. But maybe we'll see that next year. I'll have to see that, how that works. Maybe, right? you know what AJ said? Maybe maybe Roxy will be a good person for him at some point. Right, that's the right manager. And the right manager could and just magic push, happen. Could push magic. him just the right way. So, but you know what? That's two matches. Let's go into our third match. There we're talking about Riley and Video Drew. I was very much looking forward to this match because I know that Drew Grant is another friend of the podcast, and she has been working her ass off studying. I know that uh, Mark mm -hmm. Riley is also a good friend, and he he has been on a different journey of sorts. He's on a journey of feeling this need to redeem himself. I mean, this is the first mm -hmm. showdown champion of all time. 
And he's played at high-level games throughout his career, playing for the Stock Exchange, playing with Who's the Boss. He's been in title matches, uh, and, but still feels like people disrespect him or at least underestimate him. And I don't, I can't say, I can't say why, because he's had some struggles. He's had some definitely inconsistencies. But he's got a lot of heart, and he, I feel like it's finally starting to weigh down on him because this has been going on for a little bit of a while. I mean, you know, Who's the Boss, you saw how much he was hurt. He was hurting after that loss. I mean, he, he was very emotional about it. Um, so you put these two up against, it's such a great storyline. Um, I didn't know who to predict when I was when initially I was talking about it. I, I, I kind of wanted both of them to win for different reasons. Um, but as we as we know, Riley did outlast uh, Drew, who is now, uh, <laughs> she wants to be called overrated because she wants to be at least rated. That's what her, her she said in the post-game match. Uh, it was kind of a funny bit. Um, but she had problems with the third round. That was the, what did her in, really. I mean, Mark only had it, what, the two-pointer to win, I think, at that point, right? That's Yeah, only the two-pointer to win. Um, so I think Video Drew does have another future in this league if she wants to keep continuing. I think it's, it was like a really strong, a solid debut. Um, but Mark did did his, did his job. Like, he wins, and that's the end of the day. Winning is winning. It doesn't matter if you win five to four or one to nothing. A win is a win. What What do you mean by a solid debut? Uh, singles. Was it, it, wasn't oh, her, it wasn't her singles debut, I thought. No. It was like, sure. this was her second the singles first match. The match was Brendan Meyer, wasn't it? Yeah. That's yeah, right. that's what I think. I was like, wait, am I misremembering? So, no, you're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, she played two. Okay, yeah. I, I was like, that. you're right. Wait. You're right. I, my bad. <laughs> okay. I that. Yeah. But still, a young, still, it's still young in her career as far as only yeah. two, versus someone like Riley who's had a billion matches. Right. I guess is what I'm trying to, the difference between them, though. But okay. So, anyway, what do you, what do you guys think about it? So for, for me, um, this was a very this was an exciting match to watch because again, to, uh, Mark Riley is one of those players that I feel like falls into bad luck every once in a while. Just especially like with the Stacey Howard thing, with the Andrew Guy thing, it's just a shame. Uh, but we know that Mark Riley is a great player, and all of that, and and all of that, and I want to see Mark Riley do well, um, regardless of my feelings for the exchange. Uh, <laughs> I still, still want to see Riley do well because I always want to see more Mark Riley. Like I, I want Mark Riley to always be a part of the showdown. Like this is just like my selfishness with it. Um, just because I, I, I love him as a player. I love him as a character. I love him as a person. So, uh, I just always want, uh, to support Mark Riley and everything that he does. That being said, I really love Video Drew as a character. Yes. And it's really important for me as a Schmodown fan, especially now with the Schmodown growing the way that it is, that for new fans to kind of get the full scope of what the Schmodown is supposed to be. And I think Video Drew is a wonderful example of character play for the Schmodown. I agree. I think that she does better inside of the studio than these at home stuff, even though I loved that IHOP dress, that top IHOP, <laughs> and what she's doing with the dolls and all of that stuff. I love that. I, I, I love Video Drew and what she's doing as a character inside of the Schmodown. So I, I, that was one of the reasons why I wanted Video Drew to, to progress inside of the tourney because. I want anyone who's new coming into the Schmodown to continue to see that character work is also a part of the Schmodown and, and to get a better understanding of the league so the character work continues to play because one thing that I really hope comes back whenever we get some studio matches are entrances and those like mm. fun entrances. Like, 
I would, mm -hmm. I like, I want, I want to see those, those cosplay, like those really fun, big, elaborate entrances again. And um, I think that that a lot of that is a part of character work also. So I, I, I that's one of the reasons why I wanted to be true to one, but the, um, with this match uh, overall, I'm, I'm happy with the, with the outcome, even though I still wish that we, we would have gotten a character like Drew to go on, but I, I'm excited to see Riley move forward. I will interject also about the character thing. I, she's one of the few people in the, I mean, a few, but she was really supportive of Andrew Guy after uh, the Bateman Guy 2 thing. She was really came out really strong because of that uh, character work being part of the game. And she is that kind of same way. She's a very, someone who really uh, commits to that character and is very good for the showdown. So hopefully if she can continue with that and can build her, her turn her uh, knowledge up and gameplay up. So where she's a strong singles, stronger singles competitor um, and really make a run as a character. I think that would be much better overall for the showdown. Um, just that. But anyway, about the match, Alex, what did you think about the match? It was definitely a, a weird match for sure. It, it's it's a like old versus new when it comes to Schmodown. Riley is coming in uh, coming in hot. Not so much, you know. Unfortunately, this uh, was I, I believe it was uh, recorded like maybe a month or so ago or something like that. And so in theory, it was before the Who's the Boss match. Mm -hmm. So he was going into that match, you know, with a win under his belt. But this was definitely an interesting win um, because Riley and Finstock, you know, they had a, they they won. They had some new points to their belt and they were back out first place, you know, on the, on the roster for sure, which is great for them. But at the same time, they didn't seem happy with it. Um, yeah. I, I, it was like 11 and 12 point wise or something on that. It was, it was 12, 11, a lower yeah. scoring match. And again, like I said earlier, every great competitor has good days and bad days where human things happen, whatever. Um, you know, it's all about how we kind of bounce back from that. I am excited to see Riley kick ass. He definitely seems so much more excited about Shmoda in general, so much more motivated going into his next few games. I believe he's going to be, uh, uh, he's Perry. going against, Perry. Oh, shoot. <laughs> That's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I do know, because I know from firsthand, you know, uh, you know, working with Drew that she's worked actively so hard for the past, like, two and a half, uh, three months, you know, since moving here to, well, not here, obviously, but moving to LA, she's been actively talking about how she's trying to improve, trying to fill in the gaps in her knowledge. So, again, like I said with Rachel earlier, uh, there's nowhere to go but up for a competitor like her that is going to be doing nothing but improving in the future. Great. Kelsey, anything to add? Uh, yeah, um, I love Video Drew. She is one of my favorite characters of character work in the Schmodown, in history of Schmodown. She is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I love I love everything about her. She is Every time I watch her play, I feel like she gets stronger and stronger. I'm super excited to see where she goes further within the Schmodown. But I don't know if all y'all know but I've been watching a show called Smallville, so I have a brand new appreciation for Superman right now. And Mark Riley's our <laughs> man of steel. And sometimes you have come across Kip tonight, you're a little bit weaker, you don't do as well, but sometimes you just get super motivated to save the world and you kick butt, and that's what I saw with Mark Riley, and that's what I see Mark Riley doing throughout the rest of this tournament. So you got this Somebody man. Somebody save me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my 
That's where we are. Okay. Um, okay. Let's move on then to phase to show our last match that we have to talk about this week as far as this week. And it was Jeff Snyder versus Robert Montana. We did not get to break this down. Uh, so what were your guys' thoughts going into this match? Would you have uh, Jeff Snyder winning? Did you have Montana winning? Uh, I'll start and say I had Snyder winning, but I was kind of wa- – I wanted Montana to make a very good showing. Um, what did you guys think? Alex, why don't you tell us first? Um. I guess I'll go first. Um, for this one, it's uh, um, this match in particular, Usual Suspects, I think Sam, he worked well with Robert. Robert proved that he's very, very knowledgeable. Uh, you know, he's, I think he's great with the, with the, with the first round, second round, he's a little bit better. Third round, just like a majority of Shmodan competitors, he struggled with. Um, uh, you know, again, he's human. Things are going to happen. But also, this was his singles debut. I cannot imagine the anxiety or nervousness he must have felt going into this match against a, you know, former team's champion. You know, I can't remember what Snyder's singles he, record is. I don't know. It's, he never made it to a title, but he made it to the first number one contender. Oh, no, he made it to the title match. Yeah. Against Paul Ayala, yeah. So it's got to be pretty decent yeah. enough. Yeah, so the point is, though, he's, like, at that level. He is an A-tier competitor, and especially going into your uh, your first match as a singles competitor, it's like, oh, God, <laughs> Ralph. Um, so the thing is, he did – he made a solid show. Yep, thank you. Thank you, Leah yeah. Logan. Uh, but he had a solid show for his first singles match. Yeah. All right. Kelsey, what did you think about going in when you are going into this match? Who did you have? Uh, going in, I, I love both competitors so much. Robert is one of the s- nicest human beings I've ever met in my entire life. And yeah. I know how hard he works and how great a job he was going to do. So I'm always pulling for that. But S- Snyder is a beast when he plays Shmodan. Like, you get, the time it depends on which Snyder you get. But when you get that sh- like Snyder, he's a beast. And so as soon as like <laughs> the match started, I could tell the vibe from him coming off. I'm like, Snyder's going to win. He's just he's in his game. He's like, you could just tell by the energy he's putting off. Plus, he was dressed for the part. Gotta love the costume. He's always dressed for dressed to kill. I mean, that guy He's has always costumes out the galore. <laughs> so, honestly, as soon as the match started, I kind of leaned that I think Snyder was going to win. I just got that vibe. But going into it initially, I was really 50-50, kind of just depending on what Snyder we were going to get. Right. So, it was such well, a did. great match. What are you, Danny? What did you think going in? I think it's very hard to... Rude, not not rude against. I think it's very easy to root against Jeff Snyder. That I think it's very easy to do, but <laughs> I think it's very hard to kind of deny um, Jeff Snyder's knowledge in movie trivia and his knowledge for the game. He understands the game, and uh, Jeff Snyder is also one of those players that um, can get under your skin. Like there, mm-hmm. there are definite times where I don't know if he's doing it on purpose. Or if that's just Jeff Snyder. Like, I I have to believe that it's a strategy of some sort at this point because he knows the game. He's played the game for so long. Kept the belt, kept the team's belt for one of the longest or or the longest period that anyone's had it. So I have to think that he understands that some of what he's saying gets to, to players. And I think that that's unfortunate for someone like Robert because Robert is... I don't like and Robert went against Team Action when Team Action was like at their like evilest. Like <laughs> they were really getting into their character work and they got to play against late to the party. 
Team Action was really ready to go at it, and they and they and so I think that Robert can can play with players like that. But I think with the whole new setup and the way that everything's going, and uh, I I think that 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 was a tough situation for Robert to go into because it wasn't until maybe like going into the end of round one that I was like, oh man, like Robert just kind of seemed like he was shaken up a little bit and I just couldn't figure out what it was. So I see that we were reacting inside of the chat. So <laughs> sorry. I said like, I naturally love my It's one of my favorite things. So that's how I know that Robert can play under pressure with, uh, with uh, players that will try to get at you mentally. So I know that he can, that he can battle through that. There was just something, it just looked like something got to him in the middle of the gameplay in round one. And I, and it just kind of went from there in my opinion. Uh, but I want to see Robert do more. I, I want to see Robert and Vanessa do more inside of this, inside of this league. Um, I really want to see them play. With that in mind, I am kind of curious of what the usual suspects look walking away from the singles tournament in the first round. Um, oh, really, I can only really quickly. I think I agree with you, Alex, what you said earlier. I think um, I think Sam and Robert worked very well together. I hope that they continue to mm -hmm. work together because I think yeah. that um, out of all of the managers that are there, I think Robert would work best with Sam. Just kind of the, like if I if I could Five. really place him anywhere, I think I think I think mm -hmm. he would work well with Sam, and I think Sam could really pull out. A, I I really think that like uh, Robert is like a diamond in the rough. I think that like you just gotta like just what just get at it just a little bit more, and I think Robert will be a really a really standout player inside of this league. I genuinely do, and I think that Sam is the manager to get him there. I'm so sorry, Alex. Continue. <laughs> uh, maybe me like I'm like I I naturally wanted to be like 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 the, the practice match Please, in me. I'm like it, I naturally want to be like in schmobates and time. We heard, we heard <laughs> this debate coming in hot from Danielle. Arguments, you guys. Who are you gonna vote in? Vote for in the next round? Who's gonna be the winner of this? No, I naturally want to be like eh, eh, because yeah, it's definitely selling me for sure. Uh, something we also have to remember is that you know not only just talking about how uh, great of a competitor Robert is. I think he's definitely improved immensely. You know, not only the singles competitor, I hope potentially in the future a team's competitor. I cannot wait to see more of him potentially in teams. Thing is, Snyder's bringing the heat. <laughs> and with the knowledge and everything, he's very vocal about it. He's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fucking study. That's not who I am. I don't care. If you're a study, you're still a nerd, whatever. You're one of those guys. You're a loser. He's that guy right now. Um, he's vocal about it. He's like, I cram and I'm doing good. I, I crammed 30 minutes before the match and we're all set. We're in like Flint, but also He's pulling in hard with the character work. He is like aggressively, he's going full heel. He made some wild accusations on backstage. And it was, um, he's going uh, full ham this year. <laughs>
Yeah. Has he ever not gone full ham? I don't know if I've ever he's seen him not off. Go He's full covered ham. in sugar and uh, put some slices of pineapple because he is honey glazed, to my dude. Wow. Full Ooh. ham, okay. Ooh. So I am not. I am kind of really excited and curious <laughs> to see him going into going into this match. He really pulled out all the stops character wise because he knew it was going to distract him. He knew it was going to make him nervous and flinch a little bit. I would be curious to see how this kind of heel behavior is going to translate into a match against someone more established. Established okay. as someone that does, has perhaps not only played him before, but maybe who's someone who's beaten him before. So I'm kind of curious Which to see how we'll that would happen. Talk about that soon, but yeah, no, you're right. It's uh, it's it's, 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 it's bring up the stats that uh, of course Meg is Megs has uh, made for us. We love the Megs. There you go. We called out there Snyder it was a round one that that's where it almost began for uh for Snyder seven to four and Montana had a little bit of a rough time there going through um four is definitely not a strong first first round but it's not not something you can't come back from but it's it, it makes it difficult I mean you look at the accuracy overall he only had a 50 percent accuracy that's not going to win you many games um but I still feel like he showed a lot more knowledge uh than 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 that would indicate uh round two of course you got a bonus choice that's never gonna he get four points in round one you spin a bonus choice you're pretty much not going to win the game. It's like there's very much going to be a hard thing. It's actually impressive to me that he avoided the TKO mm -hmm. when that happened. Mm -hmm. um, and he almost didn't even do that. He had missed his two and his three. And you could, really, you could tell he was struggling during that. Um, but he got it at the, the five-pointer, uh, which seemed easy to him. Um, and that's what kept him off that uh, that schneid, so to speak. No pun intended when you're talking about Snyder. Uh, but mm -hmm. Snyder getting Eddie Murphy, that was another one for me I liked. Like, I haven't seen – I think this might be the first time we've seen Eddie Murphy taken. Oh, um, I think I love Eddie Murphy's movie, so I was I was very happy exactly. to see that finally done. Um, and so that was a very much a big big time uh, win for me. And and those were great questions, but they're surface they were very surface level questions. I knew I knew all of them, for example. Um, so I wonder if we're going to see it's another is it just one of those examples again that it's a surface level questions at first until we get a little bit deeper. Um, but I did love that uh, very much. So um, and my favorite part of the match was as Kelsey said pregame when he called out Vanessa. Uh, very calm. Very Jeff Snyder. Very Jeff Love Snyder. <laughs> I legit, like, I was watching it on the TV, and as soon as he said that, Vanessa called me, I went, oh, Jeff Come Snyder! On, <laughs> oh my goodness, too far! But it worked way. I mean, it's his character. It is what it, I thought. It's funny. It's funny, but I legit, like, oh my goodness. Watch my pearl. Too far, my dude. Too far. Not showing off. No. I know a little bit. That's, what, that's actually. I'm saying I'm not showing off because I'm saying if I knew it, they definitely were service level questions. I'm saying I'm dumb. Paul, that's what I'm saying. There. Don't let it lie to you. Paul. Don't clip that out. I'm saying I'm dumb. Oh. Clip that out, somebody. <laughs> I'm sure somebody will. Uh, and I know I don't see his chat here, but it looks like Ben got it in the chat. Good to see you as always, Ben. Uh, welcome. Um, but yeah. So anything last to say about the the Snyder Montana match before we move on? Anybody? Everyone not that on. we're not going okay. to talk about later. Then let's uh, move on. <laughs> we'll move on. We'll talk about next week matches. Next week matches. Uh, the first match we got, we got Bibbs versus James White on Monday. Uh, seven. Now this, to me, I don't know about anybody else. I'd be surprised if anyone says that White's going to win. I'd like to hear why you think that. Yeah, me too. Alex, you usually I mean, have hot takes, so I'm going to ask Alex. Look, no, okay. <laughs> no hot take here, my dude. No, no hot, hot take. take. I love, I love me James White. I do. He is awesome. I've met him in person. He's fantastic. He's crazy knowledgeable. But it's Bibbs, I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. Did you not see that like perfect that that perfect team's match with Shazam? I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Bibbs is back. He's back and he's he's strong. He is motivated. He was never gone. To. Okay. Dare you. Okay, gone. Not since season word. three. Okay, but, I mean, or season four. Spectacular. He had a little bit of a rough time during Spectacular, um, and he kind of so and he championship some- matches. I know that's what I'm saying, but I'm saying that he looks stronger than ever now after that. Um, so I think this is going to be, I don't, I don't want to disrespect James away, but I don't see Bibbs breaking too much of a sweat here. James will do well. I don't think he gets TKO'd, but I think Bibbs has got this pretty much in hand. So, yeah, I, I agree. I, and no, Dino shade to James either. I, I think that he has, uh, his own reputation behind him, especially being a second round draft pick. So, and we've seen him, um, play a little bit so far and he's done pretty well with that. So I think it'll be interesting to see him play, but I mean, it's William Bibiani. So I think that it's, I, I mean, absolutely. I have Bibiani going forward in in this so but i i'm interested to see how james plays i think that's the most important thing to take out of this i feel like in the long run and this is like i feel i feel so honestly y'all, i feel really bad for saying this because i feel like i'm completely like just like putting james in the grave and i don't mean to and i and i don't want to but i think that like i th- i think for james white a new player coming into the league playing against someone like William Bibiani. I think it's important to, to uh, be inside of the match that you're playing to get that sort of deep to, to kind of uh, look at the defense that William Bibiani is playing. Now I don't, I don't play, I don't play movie trivia. I don't do any of that, but I do believe that there are a lot of, aspects in the movie trivia showdown that are are very close to to sports so i do think that gameplay is very important and i do believe that there are ways to play offense and there are ways to play defense inside of the showdown can i explain them well no i can't maybe someday i'll figure that out anyways i think it's important for james a new player inside of this league to learn from his game with william bibiani and take from that competitor the type of defense that he does because you can only understand that as a player playing against someone in my opinion even though i've never played a shmoda match before but that's my opinion on it um and uh i think that that's a wonderful opportunity for james white in the long run and that's my danny rant on that match <laughs> real quick i just want to throw in there i'm still working here but i thought i'd pop in and say hi to everyone here andres my boy it's his birthday so happy, happy birthday, birthday ghost love that you're in here for a second don't uh, work too hard if it's your birthday. Why don't you uh, go take some time off, take some rest, relaxing, grab a couple shots, and kick back. But either way. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but I agree with Danny, too. I love to see this is a great thing for James White. It's a great thing to always go up against. When you have some first-time scripts, go up against the best. Challenge yourself and see where you actually land. Uh, and then maybe we can find out if he gets his ass kicked. Maybe he has some work to do. If he can... Even if he gets close to win or doesn't get knocked out, takes him to the five or take him to the three, takes him that far... You show that you're in this lead to win it, and that's a that's a win for James. You don't he doesn't have to beat Bibiana to win this match as far as it goes. He will have a win just by keeping him in sight. Um, so that's what James has to do. That's what I want to see James do going forward. Uh, and good luck to him tomorrow. So I do that. Yep. So 
yeah, that, that's how I definitely see the match going. Is I do have Bibbs winning, winning as well, but I do feel it's going to be a tight match. I know James is a very strong player from the tape I have seen of him and just talking to other people who have known him through the fan leagues and things like that. So I feel like it's going to be a good game. I feel like it's going to be a tight game, but I feel like Bibbs is unstoppable right now. I feel like like I do agree. I don't think he, I don't think he was ever not like it was ever down, but when you're this high, even just like a niche down, maybe kind of feels down, I guess. But right. I just feel like he's all, all firing at all burners right now. And yeah, I think he's definitely got it. I'll be very surprised if he doesn't. I will say for some reason we can't bring, I don't see Ben got his chats in the uh, stream yard chat, but he is still making chats. I can't bring him up on screen. So I'll read it off. He says, damn, y'all talking about him. Like he's dead. Uh, this is why you play the game people. And you know what? You were very right. You were very right. Ben. this is why we play the game. Uh, but sometimes I just don't see it any other way happening. I think mean, I think Bibbs is just too strong of a player. So, um, but you know what? You are right. Let's see how it goes down. Any anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Anybody can lose. Anybody can win at any time. So that is definitely in the realm of possibility. I just have a hard time seeing it. So. <laughs> also, let's be honest. We've seen a handful of upsets this season so far in the first round. I'm expecting a few more going forward in the rest of the, you know, rest of the tournament. So honestly, if there were to be an upset, this might be it. I don't think it's going to happen, but that's what would make it an upset though. You know? Oh, look at that. Finally, it looks like he does pop. Now I can get that one. So yes, I'm in the restraining order. So now I have the restraining order is back out of place there. So somebody can block him now. Jiki can block him anytime. <laughs> uh, and thank you. Uh, of course, Andres, every time you the action love. We love you, brother. Um, but some people do have. The Brian Nussman yeah. has James as the upset. That, and that's and that's fair. Totally fair. Upset City is definitely a place. So it is a but, place. Uh, it's a, it's a thing. It's it a, is thing. a thing. It is a thing. Next Who to KO going into the second round. Nobody. Not many people. Not no many one. people. Not many people. So, all right, let's move on to the next match there, unless you have anything further. Uh, next match, Paul Ayama versus Marisol Makino. Marisol Makino, I have not been on screen with, but she's been on, on Call to Action quite a few times already. Yeah. Uh, showed mm-hmm. a lot of strength, a lot of strength in the uh, in her first match. Um, she just was very cool, calm, and collected. She didn't let anything rattle her. She's got ice in her veins, it looks like. So this is a great, great match. Because Paul Ayama, who I feel has been struggling a little bit this year ever since he he got let's you know what i'm not gonna mince words i i consider paul a friend so i think i would say this was face two he got his ass kicked by bateman and spectacular we all know that he got his ass kicked since then i just don't feel like his singles uh run has been i think he's kind of been like wobbly almost like he never quite got his legs back in singles he worked with lon and did well in teams um it just doesn't seem to have the same killer instinct or same I don't, I don't know, same something that he had during his initial run when he won the championship. When he won first round, he just seemed unstoppable. Now he's kind of like, he's there, he's strong, but I didn't think it happened. So this could be a definite time where you could see Marisol upset Oyama. I want to see what Oyama we're going to get. I want to see Sweet Baby Paul back to being Sweet Baby Paul, um, where he's got that killer instinct again. And hopefully we see that. Um, and I'm going to predict that. I'm going to predict that. That's my call. We're going to... We're gonna have a sweet baby Paul with a killer instinct. He's, yeah. Is he a sweet baby or is he a killer? Make up your mind, dude. Sweet babies What's can funny? be killer. We could say this as parents. No, like, like the kid Damien from the Omen. Like, what's going on here? 
Look, as the it person who, who gave him the oh, name bro. Sweet Baby Paul, he's oh, that's it. He's oh, it, it, Sweet Baby Paul. <laughs> but inside the match, he can be a killer. He's Sweet, sweet Baby, baby Paul, Paul outside. He's a killer, and the killer he can be a killer in the ring. So um, that's my call prediction. Him the Yeoman, you know, at this point, call him the Yeoman, dude. Sweet, Sweet <laughs> Baby, you know, uh, bracket breaker. <laughs> Who do you got, Alex? Who do you got? Do you got the sweet baby killer, or do you got do you got Marisol McKay, the ice cold assassin, as I like to call her? I uh, I say that as uh, as Marisol's friend. I I love Marisol to death. I think she. Oh my god, she's improved so much in so little time. It's bonkers. She is crazy talented. Um, but with that being said, I do think Paul has this for the win. Uh, just because I, I do think, uh, you know, Marisol has only played a one match and I do think Paul is a, you know, much more of an efficient strategic competitor more than Marisol. And I do think Paul, when he's in it, when he has a killer instinct ready to go, it's there. And, um, so, and I, and I haven't really seen that from Marisol yet personally. Um, I, I definitely, you see it, something coming, you know, it's, it's maybe it's there underneath, mm -hmm. you know, waiting to come out, but until then, I'm going to call Marisol, sweet baby Marisol, you know, <laughs> sweet, beautiful baby Marisol. <laughs> I want to yell at you, Dean, for this, but I don't know if I can. Uh, so I want to let it go. I want to let it go. Uh, <laughs> and Zeke, oh, you're going to get on you're gonna get oh. <laughs> It was yelled at their wedding night. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dan Merle, if you're watching for the uh, additional Sorry, nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that gives me nightmares. <laughs> yeah, where's our apology? <laughs> I know, jeez. I don't apologize for you guys anyway. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, though. okay. What about you, Kelsey? What do you think about it? I, I really agree with you what you said, like Paul maybe not getting his footing since he's returned after Spectacular. So I, if I look at Paul as a player from beginning to end of his showdown career, I feel like it's a very 50-50 match. But if it's Paul, we've seen the last few singles things he's done, even teams versus Marisol, what I've seen her recently doing in showdown, I, I have Marisol taking the win. So I'm, I'm very interested to see what happens and how it goes. But yeah, just as things have been standing lately, I do think I have Marisol winning. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. Danny, what do you think? <laughs> um, <laughs> are you okay, level two? <laughs> I know. Jeez. Um, out there. All right. So no, what? I don't know. I don't know if it's my own personal bias or, or what, because I get that Paul Ooh. had a bad match mm -hmm. against Ben Bateman at, at Spectacular. But other than that, like, I, I can't really see where Paul has done – not so well inside like okay that like they lost in teams but but mm -hmm. that wasn't a bad it wasn't a bad loss like it wasn't like they had like a like they were in TKO'd out, outside outside of that um they did they did fine they went up against the people who freaking won no wait am i right on that i can't i can't i'm sorry sorry anyways i don't think the, the, i don't think that they had a bad teams run anyways uh, so I think I, I think this is paused to win. I truly do, but I love my soul. Like I love her. I, we had so much fun. Alex and I had so much fun talking to her. She's 
such a great person. Like oh she's God. so wonderful, like as a person, like outside of the Schmodown. So like, I just want to see her do well and watching, like watching her just go throughout it. I think that she's tough. And I really, truly think that she has what it takes to continue on inside of this league. Um, I know that like her, um, her energy might seem kind of mellow and chill, but I think that, that she's still got to like, I don't want to say that she has to break out of her shell, uh, but mm -hmm. I think that she can use that, use that sort of chill, man, chill I'm sorry, excuse me, chill mentality to her advantage at some point with her character work. So I think that, that her character can evolve, but I think that she's also uh, a person who will continue to work on her trivia and do well inside of this league. So I hope that she continues, but unfortunately I kind of have Paul for this one. I'm not going to be mad at all. If I see an upset, if I see an upset and Marisol takes it, I'm going to be happy about that too. But for me, I have right. Paul in it. Fair enough. Just because I know more about Paul as a player. Like, I've seen, I again, I don't watch the Fan League stuff, so I, I haven't seen any of her matches over there, but from what I've seen, what she's doing in the Shmodan, and from what I know about her as a person, I like her, and I want her to do well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we just, we do know Paul. Paul's been an Action Army member for ever, mm -hmm. before everything else. I mean, <laughs> I want to clarify, though, that I just want to clarify, I didn't mean he had a bad run, and he didn't have a bad run, yeah. even yeah. singles or teams. He just wasn't quite the dominant player he had been during his first initial run. That's all I was saying and about that. God, we, God. Something we have to remember, though, is that when he, the matches he has played in singles, as well as on IG, he played against champions. So, uh, he played against John Roca in his first mm -hmm. singles match of the season. <laughs> you know, absolutely, absolutely. You know, he just lost the teens belt, obviously. So, I mean, like, we can't. I'm like, I, I want to say, oh, it's a reflection that he's like not as great as he, the Killer Season. There, it's no, it's a reflection of it was a great match and he played against the champion. Uh, that and he played against Chance, uh, Chance Ellison, who went on to win the tournament in IG, and he found out he was going to be playing in that tournament, the IG tournament, like two weeks before two or three weeks and because but he had no intention supposedly of going into the tournament prior to that so it's it was kind of a so so far this season some of the matches he's played individually i don't, I don't feel like they're an adequate uh representation of uh how he's been doing this he lost year the champions Raw. but he was a champion yeah. so he's i exactly. feel like even footing so mm -hmm. i feel like it's not and he did well as, like See, that's yeah. actually where I would disagree a little bit. I feel like, and this may be me, this might be me, um, and it might be, you could be right, you could be right. I'm not going to say that you, you aren't, it's a possibility, but I think that, I feel like just visually, not without any stats back me up, I feel, feel like he missed more. I felt like he had more holes. I felt like when his first run, he was hitting everything. He was hitting everything, and he was very much, a lot of times he had misses that were like, he wasn't even, he had no idea about. Like There were like times where he was kind of like, and I, he just looked, he looked weaker, not just because of the quality of performance of a uh, opponent. He just seemed like he was missing more. I don't know if the uh, fact that the questions got you, harder in round two yeah. or round three, and it's completely visual for me. I will say that this is totally just my watching the match. I could be wrong as well. That's just my, my uh, mm -hmm. take on it. You definitely can have those opinions on a match that it sounds like overall you don't remember all that much of. The stats wise, I mean, like it's like do do not say you said he doesn't know he doesn't the you don't remember him actually playing particularly well. I do. I mean, that's, I, that's I, what I'm hearing I, overall. I, I, but you don't have do, like the stat. You, you don't remember. I don't know what I was saying now? is I, not that I didn't. I, I what I was saying is that I what I from what I remember seeing is I remember there were a lot of misses that compared he was, comparatively to when he. Season. 
to last hey. season. He didn't miss nearly as many. Like I okay, gotcha. Like percentage okay. wise and stuff like that. Okay. So I I feel like that's where also the schmodown. The wonderful thing about the schmodown is that it's subjective in that sort of way because the stats are always going to be the stats. Numbers don't lie, so we know that about gameplay. But we all know that we're we're watching this. We're watching this this game. We're watching this channel and listening to the movie trivia, and we get these questions. Like there are plenty of questions that Paul misses that I'm thinking like, oh buddy, come on, like that's. That's a that's an easy one to get, but I also know that Paul is completely answering questions that I would never be able to answer. 100%. So I think that that's also the the wonderful thing about the Schmodown is that questions like that and trivia like that is subjective in its own way, and we can all judge that, and that's what makes our jobs and all of the other reactors' jobs so much fun because that's the dialogue that we get to have between each other. Like I like the idea like every time. Paul, every question that I can remember Paul missing are 90s movies that were important to me in my childhood. That, that I like that are questions that I would have never, ever, ever missed. And makes me believe that Paul Oyama just isn't that well versed in those in that specific category of 90s movies. So and but, maybe he's hitting them more. He might have been hit them, hitting them more this year than he did last year. That could absolutely be accurate. So yeah. and, but I couldn't hit a single thing in classics, though. <laughs> right. Absolutely not. So I think that that's what's the fun thing about the Schmodown is that the, the trivia is subjective and, and that we all get to have our own opinions about stuff like that. So I think it's really neat that you have that opinion about Paul Yama because what I saw from Paul was I thought that he played well. I think that he could have done better, but I still overall think that, that you know, that's a, that's, that's a regular Paul Oyama playthrough for this season. Good job, Paul. <laughs> you know, I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything lower than what I would have expected out of Paul. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, like I said, I didn't think it was bad enough. That I'm not picking him. I, I still pick him to win. I still think he's he's that good. I, I just want to see him get. I like to see him get back to where I feel like he was dominant last year, which he doesn't seem to be as dominant this year. Maybe that's just because he's lost more matches. That could be it too. Just could be that kind of thing. Could be that kind of block. Who knows? But, uh, all right, um, anything further on that? Do you want to move on to the next one? All right, next one, Ethan Irwin versus Vinny Mancuso. Uh, this is another one where it's like, I know Ethan Irwin's record is 10-5, and five, but I got to tell you, as a singles, on singles, every time he loses, I'm shocked. Like, every, like He's the kind of guy that I expect to win every match, pretty much. The only time he's lost twice to, to Dan, which, okay, if there's anybody else who's going to beat him, it's going to be Dan. I know he lost to Bibbs. I know he lost to Andrako. Um, but I feel like he's got such a knowledge base. I think his gameplay is getting a little bit better. I don't see how Vinny Mancuso, as much as as well as he did in his original, I don't see him. I don't see this being upset City. Let's put it that way. I think Ethan Irwin wins this, and I think it's pretty. I don't think Ethan's breaking a sweat. Let's put it that way. What do you guys think? Um, I. I do have to tend to agree. I think Vinny's a very awesome player. I really had a good time meeting him and doing the breakdown with him like that. I think up against if the bracket would have worked out differently, we could have seen him gone farther. But Ethan's as I see we say this a lot of logarithms, but Ethan's scary. <laughs> he is so knowledgeable and so good and so calm about it too. Or like, can we get to like so I just I feel like he's pretty close to unstoppable. I mean Dan Merle can stop it's like that, but we're talking about Dan Merle. Right. So I just I I just can't see it going any other way than Ethan. <laughs> well, you Alex, what do you think about this one? 
I think I would need this fly to get out of here. That's what I'm. Fly girl four. Fly girl five. Girl five. Oh my gosh. I was actually at a family dinner earlier today, and there was like these weird group of flies just hovering above my head. And one of them, my and my dad, he literally just went like, like right over my head in the middle of dinner in order to get it. And he killed actually a mosquito. And I was just like, why are they here? <laughs> They the insect you. gods answer me this question. What am they I doing? They love you. They want to be Mosquitoes are the scum of No. <laughs> I have been told true, apparently Daniel. my blood yeah. type is like really yummy to our bugs, so bugs, but I feel like that's a lot of load of baloney at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> like it sounds like an old wife's house. Oh, because your blood is so sweet. Like, honey, like. Are, <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> but sorry, um, back to the match though. Uh, I love Vin, uh, Vinny. He's all on a bag of chips. He, I cannot wait to, for him to eat, uh, make me a margarita in the future. Come a live event. I mean, like we were there, ladies. Uh, he's so great. He's fantastic. Um, but yeah, he's got this. <laughs> Ethan's got this. I mean, yeah. it's Ethan. I mean, what about sorry, you, Vinny. We love you. I love you, Vinny. But it's, yeah, I'm in the train? same boat. I'm in the same boat with the girls. Um, it's the same thing with the James situation. It's a shame that someone who's new to the league, who I enjoy watching, um, I love Vinny's character. I love what he did. I I also think Vinny would do well in teams. I think he's doing well in singles. Um, but just kind of from from the tiny bit that I got from him in teams and just from what I've seen from him now, I feel like he might also be a competitor who would work very well in teams um, with Mugen. Maybe we'll see like how that continues to go on, but I think that he might be someone and uh, you know what, this just might be true for any newer people that are coming into the leagues, like do well in teams, work well with a partner and then and then, like, conquer singles. And I, I don't know. Like, that's just something that just popped into my head right now. But I, I feel like working in a team environment helps you understand gameplay. And I think that that's what's important for a lot of these new people. James, I think, would be able to go past that because he's been a fan of the Schmodown. And I don't know I don't know how long Vinny's been watching the Schmodown outside of this. But I think for people who aren't as familiar with the Schmodown the way that that most fans are, I think, uh, I think a good thing to do is continue on in teams to understand um, um, the gameplay. As long as you get a good partner, who, uh, a good partner who has already been playing before. I but uh, same thing. Uh, shame. Shame. Vinny's got to go against Ethan Irwin. I really wanted to see some more margaritas on the screen, but. I, Ethan's got this, man. I, I mean, this, I, is, it, this would be a, this would. I feel like this could possibly qualify for an upset of the year if it works out, but it would just depend on on what happens for the rest of the season. I that's guess that's true. But that's very it would true. Be very interesting if Vinny does beat Ethan in this. Like that would. Uh, I think that would be. Whew. Well, I mean, this is this is where it happens. Like, you have young players that go against the number one seeds because the, these are all the number one seeds of the four quadrants of the bracket. These are the mm -hmm. top tier players: Oyama, Bibiani, uh, Ethan Irwin, and John Roker are the four top seeded players in that in the tournament. Um, they're going to have that's who they're going to face. They're going to face the young rookies who haven't established themselves as much, and that's unfortunately what happens when you're a rookie. You have to go against mm -hmm. the big dogs. Um, 
I guess the best thing you can learn is, is experience. You get to learn experience against these top dogs and see what you can do. You have to look at these people at their top level and go, okay, well, this is what I got to work on. I got to get my game plan here. I got to study this. I got, here's my holes. So they can come back next year. Maybe next year he's mid-level and not facing the number one genius in the tournament. He can go a little further. Um, again, you know, Ben Goddard said it earlier, anything can happen. But I just, this is not, no, this is not ones I'm like thinking. You can kind of, upsets aren't predictable or else they wouldn't be upsets. But there are some upsets that are more likely than others. And out of the four we have, I think this is the least likely upset that's going to happen. If yeah. I had to rank in order, this would be the one I'm saying definitively. I had to bet my life on one. I'm betting Erwin wins this one. That's my go on that. Um, all right. We got one more match this week of the regular slate before we move into the uh, pay-per-view tr- uh, preview we'll do a little bit of. Uh, and that is John Roca versus Adam Collins. And now this is one of the ones that I would say, th- out, of, out of all, like, again, going back to, my, to what I just said, this is a more likely upset than both Bibiani match and uh, the, uh, the Erwin match for me. Only because Adam Collins has seemed very he seemed very strong compared to like Vinny's debut compared to James White's debut uh, even compared to Marisol's debut I felt like Adam Collins just has a solid knowledge a solid base I know he has family experience with the uh, so I think he's got a lot of know-how um he's gone up against John Roca who has notoriously been uh he's has those moments where he has bad matches um and that they've happened before and by the way I think he's gonna have a bad match or I think he's gonna lose to Adam Collins no, I don't think it's going to happen. I think John Roca seems to be pissed off. He seems to be determined. Um, and I think this match was actually obviously taped after the other match uh, against his loss to Irwin because he seems motivated now. Uh, he seems motivated to get that singles title. He seems motivated after the Founding Fathers corruption match. He really wants to get things here. And a motivated John Roca is a very dangerous John Roca. Um so it's going to be interesting to see. I do think this is, I would not be surprised if Collins stepped up. Um, I would not be surprised if Collins takes it at the end, maybe in the, the five round or the five pointer. Um, my heart says that Roke has got to do it, but I don't know. This is a tough one for me. I, I, I would love to see Adam Collins step up and really solidify himself in corruption. Would love to see that, especially after Mike got booted in the first round. What do you guys think? Um, I'll start. I, I agree that I feel like this is the most likely upset if we're going to rank upsets because Collins has been super scary. I feel like we watching him, not just his gameplay, but I mean, his like knowledge, but I feel like his gameplay is extremely on point. His character work is really on point. He's focused. I feel like he's really fitting into the corruption family. But as you said, Roka, Roka's on a mission right now. He is scary. He's ready to go. I have Roka taking it, but I feel like this is going to be a good match. I feel like it's a ends on the three or five pointer, possibly sudden death. But just from experience and drive, I, I do have Roka pulling the win. So I um I don't know where I really stand on this situation because I I've I I personally have only seen one match of Adam Collins, and that was against his match uh, uh, for the play-in match. So that's the only time that I've seen him play. But I think it's very telling, especially uh, of in my opinion. If I hear about someone from the fan leagues without having ever seen a, a match of theirs, especially because 
I don't, I, I, it's notorious now that I've said this a billion times. I don't watch the family because I'm sorry. I, I, I don't. So for me to already have known about Adam Collins before he was drafted, I think is a big testament to who he is uh, as, as a player. Uh, so I think that that has some, that has something for him, but I personally have not seen any of his game tape out there. Um, I've only seen the one match that he's played and, and he did extremely well in that match, but I can't, I can't, I feel like I can't necessarily judge it too much. I, I can't deny what John Rook is, um, done inside of the showdown and especially after that loss like i just i can't john roke is gonna want this and john roke is gonna come hard for this so i just i just can't see john letting this slide you know what i mean like i just i just yeah i mean i got i got john i got john sorry okay. all right alex <laughs> um <laughs> Um, I host a show, co-host a show, well, whatever, guest, whatever we're calling it, um, with, uh, John Roca. And I swear every, t every, on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1030 Central, um, come hang out. <laughs> um, cheap plug, cheap plug, cheap plug. Cheap plug. <laughs> um, and every time we kind of get into it, we do bring up, Schmodan is inevitably brought up and, you know, his involvement in the tournament and all that good stuff. Um, his drive and everything. I don't know why. Well, scratch, like scratch. I do know why. I, if I had put money on it, I for some reason would definitely want to go in the direction of Collins. Now, hot take. I know. Okay. <laughs> um, because Roca, I definitely think he's he's pretty pretty fantastic. I, you know, I feel like I honestly assume going into it, he's gonna win. But for some reason. Collins is kind of really itching away for at me for this one, similar to how Perry was able to kind of itch away at uh, Kalinowski. And I said, because Collins, I've, uh, I've had several competitors in my faction go against Collins and he is not only wonderful, but really cool, genuine and funny. And so unusually chill. Like it's almost uh, off-putting. Like no matter what, you can't get to him. It's really weird. Um, and I think Roca being Roca, he's gonna try to come at him a little bit, similar to how Jeff was able to do to Robert. But I don't think this is gonna work with Collins. And I think that might surprise Roca, where Collins might win. Now I again, I I don't think it's gonna happen realistically. But I don't know. It's just itching away at me. Well, I would say, like we were talking about before, we had like the four number one seeds saying, if the if I had to choose which one was going to, like if you told me there was an upset yeah. in these matches, this is the match I would pick this to be the upset if this was the one match because this is, again, like I said, this is the more, I mean, to me, Irwin is so much so much more above, Bibiana is so much more above. Oyama Marisol could beat one as well. Um, that's, my, that's my take. That's I, your take I, is as the upset one, I think if anyone's going to take it overall, it's going to be Muddy Soul over Oyama. Mm -hmm. I, I guess to me, it depends on which Paul shows up and which John Roca shows up. That's the that's the key to me. Why? When did when did this happen? Like when did I become the biggest defender for John Roca? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Are you the biggest defender for John Roca? Wow. 
<laughs> Maybe that's how he got on the, on the desk. You <laughs> got one match. <laughs> and all of a sudden, there it goes. You're on John Roca's team now. Then. Oh, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The thing is, I, you guys, I say that I love. I would tell this to Roca's face. Oh, yeah. He knows this. I have told him this before. We've had those. Uh, we have these discussions like after we're done recording. He's like, do you really think that? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's like, oh, cool. <laughs> and you know, it's just yeah, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Um and you but also, I think, again, again, when it comes to Roka, I think he's he is honestly, he is he's one of my top three personal competitors in Schmodown. He is the competitor that got me into Schmodown before team action. I knew what they were. I, I understood what Schmodown was all about because of Roka. So I have nothing but love respect for the man. You know, again, it's just something about Collins. It's just itching away at me. Uh, yeah, it looks like uh, they know something you don't. It must have been announced on Twitter. John Roca announces on Twitter all of a sudden. Then he's a new host. Why would not update on Twitter? <laughs> no. I didn't. Um, I, I haven't gotten that email yet. I want to refresh. I want to refresh. Um, <laughs> but either way, you know, it's going to be a good round of good sweater matches. I do think it's going to be a good match. Um, I'm, that's the one I'm. That's probably my most anticipated match. I'll definitely say that because I definitely want to see where we are with that one. So, uh, but without further ado, we should go into the pay per view. The pay per view that's going to be coming this Friday. Um, let's talk about the undercard first. So I was announced. I was a little kind of I don't know if surprised is the right word, but I was happy to see. I was happy to see we got Janine the Machine versus Warfather. And this is just a match. We're just getting, like, I don't know when I say it's just a match, but it's no tournament, no anything else. It's just a regular Shimona match. And that's actually, in a way, a little bit refreshing, in a way. Kind of like, it's kind of a nice, fun match to have. You got two great personalities. Janine is an awesome personality, fun as hell. And the Warfather's funny as hell. So putting these two together seems like a great way to have an undercard for a match. It's not going to be something that tries to, or you're not going to have any, there's no, Nobody's coming on saying it's the co-main event or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> but it's a fun match. This is what you want from our card, a kind of warm-up match. Um, I love this match for a lot of different ways. Because like I said, Warfather always entertains me. I know that. I love I love Eric. He's, he's funny as hell. So um, I really want to see Janine get a good win. I think me Janine too. can get a solid win. I'm going to predict Janine because I think her time is coming. This is a good way to start a run for Janine. Um, I think she's solid. I think she's ready to go. Um, and it's no disrespect meant, meant to Warfather, but Janine has been looking like had this chip on her shoulder for a while. I think this is where it starts. That's that's my call, and I, and I can't wait to see it. What about you, Danny? You seem chomping at the bit there. I agree completely. I think it's time to see a Janine run. Um, I think we've waited for one for quite some time. Uh, we all believe in her. Uh, everyone here knows that Janine can do well inside of the Schmodown. <laughs> Talk to the judge. They named me, not, not me. I didn't oh, even goodness. Um, but also, I, and Eric is a fun character. That's a lot of fun, too. I, I think the war the Warfather is so much fun to see, and he's done so well with that. Um, I, I love that that's the only thing that we've seen about it. Sometimes we can always see the difference between uh, John Roca and the outlaw. Um, you can't really tell the difference between the Warfather and Eric. And I think that's what's fun about that character. So um, it'll be fun to see him play into a match. It was really fun uh, for me finding out about this match because it was it was just the thumbnail for the uh, it was just that promo that had popped up inside of our C2A chat, and I was like, 
what? Like, is this a real match? Like, this is a real match? Like, this isn't a tournament? Like, what is this for? This is amazing! <laughs> so I was super pumped uh, to, to get this match because I'm really excited to see Janine play. So I think that, I think that she I think that she will do well, and I really do hope that this does start the streak that you're talking about because we need to see it. Indeed. What about you, Kels? What do you think on this one? I was super excited to see the post because I love both these competitors so much. Eric is so entertaining, so fun. Great guy. I've talked to him a couple times. He is awesome. I'm excited to see him getting I just I miss Warfather so bad. War Daddy. I miss getting to see him on screen. But I totally agree that I love Janine. She is destined to do great things in Schmodown. She just needs that spark to set her off on her winning streak. And this could be that match. And I, I just I would love to see just the the machine run. You know what I mean? It's it's time. It's long overdue, and I'm excited for it. Agreed, agreed. Alex, what do you think? Uh, yeah, wherever everyone's saying, honestly, it's <laughs> it's Janine. Okay, so I do think this is going to be the match that um, we've talked about. It's going to be her year and everything. Unfortunately, she did have a loss earlier this season, but I do think you know walking away from this match, I do think she's a much more confident competitor. Um, but also, I think she's much more of a strategic and knowledgeable competitor. Now, we only have seen one, no, technically two matches in two different leagues with Warfather, obviously. But he's, you know, he's, uh, as, from what we've been told, he is all about the character and everything. He's getting introduced in Schmodown. He's not hungry for it, you know, all that much. And, uh, you know, Janine, however... She's in, baby. She's so <laughs> flipping in. And I'm excited. To, I would love for this to really kind of kick uh, her off for, uh, you know, really great season. And also, I do think personally, especially after Guy's, uh, Guy's match against Ben, we might see her, you know, be Ethan Irwin's teammate here in the, for, in the team's tournament, potentially. So if this could be like a really quick reminder how amazing she is to make her be like hey, a really great teammate to Ethan. So here for it. She yeah. deserves it. She deserves love. She does. She's amazing. Okay. All right. Well, then let's uh, move on and talk about the big match. The big, big match. Bateman Myrtle 2. Now, uh, I can't say, I can't talk about this match without saying a little bit of precursor. I do think that it's unfortunate that we're getting it this way. I mean, Bateman Myrtle one was still to me the match of the year even after everything i've seen it was it was a great match two competitors at the top of their game full on in each other ben losing by you know a sliver um to have it now digitally after this it, it doesn't seem like it, it does it does it justice and i know it's nothing that they can do nothing the show can do and they gotta show must go on we gotta continue to do things um but i do think we have seen that the digital f format has hurt Ben quite a bit. Ben is Ben seems to feed off the energy, seems to feed off being in the studio. Um, he does really well still against Guy. He played a he pitched a perfect game. That's and that was not talked about by almost anyone. Like the story was Guy and his category and everything else. And nobody mentioned that Ben had a perfect game, one hundred percent game. <laughs> and that's not something that happens a lot, like twice, I think, in the whole thing. It's been completely perfect like that. Um, at the same time, I have to predict Dan. And the reason being is that Ben has said himself on uh, action streams and things that 
he hasn't been going to movies because no, obviously no one's going to movies, but that has kind of dulled his his edge, so to speak. He just hasn't been in that mindset. He's also one of those people that like he he told he said it on one of the action streams as well. He said, you know, he the last time he was playing when he was playing Andrew, he didn't have any of his normal routine. Or usually he used to like eat his breakfast, he'd go do his run, he would get set up at the studio, he would ask questions. He was doing like work all day and then kind of was like time to roll in and sit down and play. He needs everything at his disposal to beat Dan Merle. Dan Merle was that damn good that Ben Bateman can't just roll in and and and, and he could do that to people. He could roll in and be people. Dan Merle's a different beast, though. He was at the top of his game, played one of the best games I've ever seen him play in Atlanta, and still lost. Could he beat Dan Merle? Absolutely 110% he could beat Dan Merle. Can he beat Dan Merle digitally like this, right, where he's not quite – at his game, and he doesn't have the speed around like he used to have because he has that buzzer speed around, which is his to his advantage. He doesn't have that now. He doesn't have that this time. Yeah, Ben is probably the best at the speed around I've seen. He's that damn good. But this time he doesn't have that. He doesn't have that. He has the whole thing where Dan gets to take a take his time and do what he needs to do. So with that being said, I can't not pick Dan as much as uh, I'd love to see Ben get his belt back. I think he's he's earned it. He's earned his spot. He's earned his time at the top. But I think Ben is going to have to wait until next season and get to face Dan or whoever in a live event or even in a studio event or something like that before if he's going to do it. That's that's got my call, and that's what I'm saying. Danny, you seem like you're not quite as sold on that as I am. So I'm, let's not, I'm not. Um, so here's the thing. I feel like all of us understand and all of us are sympathetic towards everyone having to adjust into this new type of gameplay. Doing things digitally has not been easy going into this year. I, this is, um, this is me like looking at you sideways really quickly, Paul, because I feel like you're giving this more energy than the action army, uh, civil war part two match more energy about, online gameplay because that one I felt like I was not happy about having that one online but I mean that that at the end of the day it doesn't matter it doesn't matter I was not happy about having that one online so I understand where you're coming from with having these certain types of matches online but what you were saying about now I feel like we're on my base right now what but what you were saying about that was that the digital gameplay affects Ben and that's where you think that Ben is going to lose <laughs> and I know that we've said here we go I know that I know that we've said like on uh throughout this entire show that we're, we give people some leeway because of the type of gameplay that they have to play digitally but Ben's already done this before I don't feel like that's a good excuse for Ben I don't feel like the doing things online is a good excuse for Ben because I think Ben is a, a well enough player now to move forward and to and because he's already done this a few times I think yeah it's shitty that he has to do it and that's going to be a crutch that's going to be on his back but can this continue to be an excuse for gameplay I don't think it can be at this level anymore especially with a game player like Ben Bateman I yield my time well, excuse me, one and yielding the red for seconds, guys, coming in hot off of our debate. Danielle is, uh, you know, clearly, you know, clearly after her, you know, loss in the Schmobates winners tournament against Bibbs, obviously she is ready for that win again and going against Kelsey and Paul. You guys, I'm super excited to find out who the winner is. You can find out in just a few minutes, so stay tuned and don't forget to blow below. Thank you, Jake Yakubeta, for putting in that link. <laughs> 
Alex is on autopilot all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my, my point for it is like, how long can we use digital gameplay as an excuse for someone not playing well? I think Ben, I think Ben Bateman has passed that excuse. I don't I know what's an excuse. I think that he can do well. I think it's a bummer that he has to play digitally, but I think that he can. I think that he can do well. I personally, who do I have? Do I have Ben or do I have Dan? It's very hard for me to choose. Um, just I, I feel like Dan has the momentum. I think that Ben has the drive. I know that that sounds negative towards Dan in a sort of way, but that's not necessarily how I mean it. Um, I'd be surprised either way that it goes. Overall, I think that um, Dan is going to keep it. But I don't so even after all that, you're both still so saying what's your answer, Danielle, What's your <laughs> answer? But I don't think that the digital gameplay is going to be. I don't think that the digital gameplay is going to be what gets in Ben Bateman's way. What's I your think answer, that, though? I think what's that your Dan Merle is the better player, so I think that Dan Merle is going to be the one to keep the belt. Well, I, I would just real quick before uh, before Kelsey and I right. to go on. I just want to just to push back a little bit. I'm not saying like that if they were playing live that Ben would win. I just think that Ben stands a better chance in that in that thing because he he just loses his his weapons. He loses his weapons, and that's not an excuse. It's just some people play the game differently. Ben's an in your face player. It's hard to be in your face when you can't do anything. You're at home. It's a different kind of game, whether it's not an excuse anymore. It's just, it is what it is. You have to have your weapons, especially against a Dan Merle, against an Andrew guy. Again, he can do that. He can kind of rule and not be as, and he cannot have all his weapons and still play a good enough match to win. Against I, a Dan fucking Merle, he needs everything at his disposal. Yeah, I no, I agree. No, you're That's right. He does need everything at his disposal to beat Dan Merle. I don't think Dan Merle, I think, I don't think that Dan Merle would get shaken up by Ben Bateman's head games in the studio. Well, that's kind of true too, because Ben doesn't do his, his head games as much against Dan Merle because he's a faction mate and he's friends. You saw that Atlanta too. He didn't do half the shit he does against Bibiani. But you know, I'm, I've talked a lot. I know Kelsey, and you're, you're ready to go, Kelsey. Give I know. Us I'm your sorry. <laughs> I'm ready All to right, go, Kelsey. You have one minute to make a closing statement. I have one minute. Statement. I got like 12. You have one <laughs> minute. You know what? I'll, I'll, be I'll give you one minute and 30 seconds of additional time, y'all, for this episode of Schmobates. Schmobates Live. Okay. We have a one minute and 30 seconds of ad additional uninterrupted time to point to Kelsey to let us know who's going to win in the match between Ben the Boss Bateman versus Dan. I won a Schmo Bates match. Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> I, would actually, I would honestly God, love to see like a like a three-way Schmo Bates match. I'm kind of curious what that would look like. You guys, would you guys be okay with that? Would you guys want a sh like a three-way schmobate match between everyone here? I wouldn't mind. That'd be time. interesting. That'd be interesting. I, like I don't know how it would happen, but it sounds like I mean, a fun be a lot of yelling. <laughs> there definitely a lot of yelling. yelling. <laughs> definitely. Anyways, I have been winning this okay. because I do. Shocker! <laughs> I do oh, feel team Prater. <laughs> Self-reflection is a big thing to, be, to have. And him realizing that his routine being off affected his gameplay. I know Ben, and I know he's going to take that into account next time. He is going to try to get his routine out. He's going to go running. He's going to try to do what he can to get in that headspace. I do agree that he can't do his normal games against his players digitally. But you're right. He can't really do those with Dan anyways because Dan doesn't take the bait. 
So that's not really any different than Atlanta, in my opinion. I feel that he would still do just as well in the speed round because, okay, yeah, he's beating them. But the thing is, like, that's because he's pulling them so quick. So he's going to answer all questions correctly if he knows them. So he will get all the points in that round if he knows them because he could just go because he's fast at it. But the difference is that Dan gets mm -hmm. no points that will speed round. This way but, he does. But here's the thing, though. Dan did not do very well in the speed round on teams match. He did okay. He, he just missed he one. Did, oh, he missed he, one. He, Roka kind of carried Dan on the team's match a little bit. Like, it, it, I mean, not carry, that's not the right word, but he was a stronger player than Dan in that team's match. He got more points correctly. In, not entirely, the speed round itself, Dan missed one. And in in the old speed round, Dan he missed. He oh. didn't answer one. I thought he got one wrong as well. Did he, then he lose like two points? Because that was the round Roka, that changed. I thought, the I thought Roka did worse in the speed round. I'm talking about the whole match, though. The whole match... Oh. Dan got, I got, I believe got more wrong than Roka. Cause everyone was like, the, that was the narrative after that match was that Roka kind of was the strongest player in that match. So if we get that Dan Merle versus Ben, who has had a chance to reevaluate how he needs to go into these matches, like that, I feel like it's up exactly like Atlanta all over again. And you saw how closely that went. I feel like the odds are equal to Atlanta. It just depends on the questions. I feel like Ben is perfectly able winning it. And I have to think he's going to win it. So, okay. Okay. That's all right. Uh, yeah, Alex, your turn in the schmo base. You actually got a debate now. Throw your hat in the ring. Oh. <laughs> I'll do a I'll timer. Debate. Yeah, I there's a reason a why. I can do a Daniel Rand timer. That'll close enough. You know, there's. All right, you don't get you know, 50 I can time myself. I can time myself. <laughs> You're already up there. You're going. Your time's on. Okay. <laughs> so I, for this debate, I'm honestly going to go in favor of Ben Bateman for multiple reasons. Number reason number one, I think he is in the better headspace than he was before. I think he's also much more comfortable going online now versus before. Last time was one of his first matches of the season in this format. And I think he, once he realized the a lot of the differences physically, uh, being in that kind of different headspace, he realized how that can affect his gameplay. And I think he is quickly adapting. He's studying it appropriately. Also, he trains with Merle very consistently. So he knows his strengths and weaknesses. Now, I also think that Merle, he's top of his game. However, I think he lost last time pretty hectic and he's like, I'm hungry for it. But when people are that aggressive and vocal about it, they mess up. I yield my time. Okay. Oh, interesting. A okay. house divided. Interesting indeed. I'll, I'll take this banner. I'm also pissed that this is working. <laughs> listen to, listen to people who are on side. Neither of them said that the digital gameplay is going to mess up his game. Oh. He's never going to say that. You think he's going to say that? Uh, you think Ben Bateman, the master strategist, is going to go digital wheel or the digital stuff is just shaking? I'm sorry, no, Paul. Isn't this against no, you, Paul? No, again, also, ben. we're done with your time. You already had your closing statement. Okay. <laughs> I'm pulling it up too. I can't see it. With it, I can't even see. It, unfortunately, I, okay. So the chat oh, agree yeah, with me that they both didn't do well in the speed round. Okay. So right. it was. I was correct in that Dan did. He missed one and passed on one. But how many points did he get? I also realized I am so blind. Where are my glasses? Where are my glasses? Okay, Kels, what do you think? How many points did he get in the speed round, Dan? Yeah, what does happen to say? Yeah, you know what? This is coming down. It's, it's too it's too big of a leading. Ryan in the chat says, How did they work? Passed Can on you one and each got one incorrectly. So from the Can, five points available, one that? went past three correct minus one wrong equals two net points each. So okay. what like what I'll say is he didn't do great in the speed round. <laughs> True, but I, I still think <laughs> he, but the difference is he would have had zero points 
in the other kind of speed round. Like Ben swept him last time in the speed round, I believe. That's a that's a big difference when you come down to you losing by one or two points. That's huge. This is also a very different format, obviously, when it comes to the speed round. So we can't really compare the physical format, you know, being in Atlanta versus digital. Um, and now, true. I do think, though, is that something to remember is that, um, uh, you know, this is like a definitely, like I said earlier, this is a new format for all of them. But also, I am kind of curious about, again, the headspace between the two. Uh, Dan Merle, he's been, he's he's not, as from what I remember, he's not home. He's in Arkansas, but maybe he's back home now in California. I don't know. So um, what do you do if you have nothing else to do? You study, in his case, maybe. And, uh, you know, and watch anime, you know, like you said, for his anime show. I think Dan Merle um, so to go, to go forward and beat Ben in this. Truly, I do. I think he's already... <laughs> That's true, Chris. It's very true. Thanks for giving it to us. I love it. Uh, uh, Call to action. The hottest mess with an award. It's not on my shelf. I was going to point to, but it's not on my shelf. It's actually. Bake with Mara. That's what we're doing. So we're baking with Mara. Uh, but uh, all right. So, I mean, again, again I, I get your guys' points. I get your points. But uh, we have to But at the end of the day, it's going to be a good match either way. Even like I said, even if Dan, even if Ben loses and Dan wins, like I thought, I think it's going to be a good match. It's not going to be any kind of TKO this time or anything like that. It's going to be a close close victory and hopefully uh, hopefully I, I hopefully i'm wrong and ben has a saw match he's got his uh he's got his energy back or he's got his, his edge back so to speak as he said and he'll he'll do exactly what you said maybe he'll do the like arriving he'll do the focus stuff and i mean he wants the belt back he definitely wants the belt back so i mean it's gonna be good though i think it'll definitely be a fun time at the very least so well all right anything else on that match before we move forward I want Ben to win. I just want to say that I want Ben to win, but I think that Dan is going to win. But Action Army, don't give me a heat for not picking Ben for this one. But I do I do want Ben to win. I believe in you, Ben. <laughs> I am sad to say that I am team traitor for this case. Um, this is the only case I will say that because other than this, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> It's um, you know, I, I do think that also Ben, he's uh, he's been he's been kind of vocal about some stuff he's been doing to improve personally uh, and do stuff, you know, help stay focused and everything, you know, because obviously this is definitely uh, being part of Schmodown. It's you know, it's we watch this for fun. It's something we do because we genuinely love it. Everyone here, I mean, we're part of an after show just because we want to hang out and talk mm -hmm. about Schmodown. I mean, it's so much fun. But thing is, um, these competitors, they work so hard and they get, in theory, very little from it. They get to be part of an amazing community. But let's face it, they're not getting paid all that much, maybe in a pizza slice here and there. <laughs> you know, they're, I mean, there's no true long-term benefit you know they're not winning a thousand ten thousand dollars from getting the belt or anything so the time and energy they're investing into studying preparing working together part of a faction part of a team on themselves to improve and watching these movies that they do not want to watch i'm talking to you green lantern and daredevil you know it's uh it can be very taxing emotionally physically and uh, psychologically on a competitor so I, I do think we have to also take that in consideration when we're talking about, I think 
in not just competitors, these that we're talking about for this match, but just in Shmodan in general. Very true. I just want to say, Dean, I never said that. I am not Team Bateman. I'm not voting Team Bateman. I'm always mm-hmm. Team Guy. Never even was mad. So never, don't There's say that. One yeah. person of wisdom on this screen right now. And it's me. That's true. So it's me. And that's sad. Very sad. Very sad. Uh, all right. Uh, last couple of things we can talk about real quick. I do want to throw up these real quick. That's the standings after hey. Friday's match. Vinstock Exchange back in first. Vinstock Exchange back in first. Unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately. Yes, yeah, swag dropped down. Swag, swag, drip, drip, drip down a little bit. Uh, drip, drip, baby. <laughs> and drip down to second place. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Interruption. Working Mercs and Den. It's not looking good for the usual suspects, that's for sure at this point. Or yeah, the that is- Are you surprised? Yeah. What what a so that means, I mean, with the tournament we got coming up now with next week, let's put the updated single tournament. There we go. Lon Harris. Uh, Lon Harris will be facing the winner of Ruka Collins. We got Brendan Meyer, Mark Andreco already got that. Quirky Mercs versus the Rockstars. Chance against Liz Shannon Miller. Corruption versus uh, the um, swag, so I got swag. Oh, gosh, there you go. Barbarian, no face. So whoever wins that, so that's good. Zipper to face the winner of Erwin Mancuso. So that's uh, Zipper's representing the dungeon pretty well. Jader and Tom is going to be a big one. That's what Jader uh, is desperately needed win for the usual suspects. Whereas Tom's the, I think he's the sole survivor. Oh no, JF James Way has to is still in the den. So he's still available mm-hmm. at this point, but he's most likely going to lose. I think so. I think at the end of the day, Tom's going to be the only den person left. And you got Riley versus Nemiroff, of course, Finstock Exchange versus Quirky Mercs, and then Snyder at the Rockstars against either Polyama or Marisol McKee. So it's going to look like it could be, could be multiple changes because you got Finstock Exchange still, you got Corruption still, you still got some swag in there, drip, drip. So a lot of things could happen over the next week. So uh, that that lead is definitely not safe. Um, yeah. Okay, I think we do want to talk about the teams in the next 15 minutes. But Wait. before we- Really quickly, I'm so sorry. I just want to make I just want to make a quick statement. I think it would be really interesting to see Marisol against Snyder because a lot of what Snyder does is mental warfare inside of the Schmodown, and I don't think that he would have the right type of ammo to go mm-hmm. against Marisol. So I think that it would be really interesting to see him against Marisol in a match together because Marisol seems like someone who is very cool, calm, and collected mm-hmm. collected inside of a match, and I don't oh. think that. Snyder would be able to get to her. So I think it would be really interesting to see those two go against each other. As much as I think that Oyama's going to win, I, 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 and I think that Marisol has a chance for the upset in that, I think that uh, watching uh, McKee and Snyder against each other would be insane. <laughs> well, I do also really quickly just want to say we have a visitor in the chat, Mark Ellis. The twenty dollars. I think super chat. Thank you, Mark. Here for cat cameos, drinking a Bud Light so Jake won't make me do shots. I don't know if that's going to save you, Mark. I don't know if that's going to save you. He finds uh, a way. <laughs> also, but congratulations on your awesome show last night. Yes. It was so great. It was you were so there. Awesome. You did great. Hilarious show as always. We like to see that. Uh, thanks for stopping by, Mark. My cat hasn't shown up yet, which is amazing. He always comes on my streams usually, but he will probably pop Mine's in before the end of the night. Oh, my dog. <laughs> is this my dad. over there. <laughs> I'm the only <laughs> one with the dog here. I just want to let him know, Mark. Mark, we did, not go, we did not go live. Uh, we did not go live like the Gucci verse did during your show, just so you know. We so. moved it for we you. We moved so. it for you, Mark. <laughs> You're welcome. Just saying. Because just saying. clearly everyone would have come over to ours and they would have been like Mark Ellis. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Uh, real quick, no, before we gonna... talk about predicted teams, let's just talk. We had the SEN Live just uh, a debuted their set, their new uh, their new show lineup. Yeah. Obviously, SEN Live didn't change. They're going to be Monday through Friday. But some good things were kind of cooling out. This is what I want to talk about definitively. Rachel Cushing is joining Ben Bateman yes. on Schmodown backstage, and that, to me, is awesome. Um, it's going to yeah. be great on so many different levels because you have – I mean, Ben and Roca mm-hmm. always have a good camaraderie, but it's going to be nice to see – uh, different instead of just having the Finstock Exchange podcast, which a lot of people have not liked, um, and there's nothing Ben and Drew, John could do about that. They're both in the Finstock Exchange. It's just how it worked out. But getting that new uh, camaraderie rapport between each other that could end up leading the show in many different directions, and I am here for it. Getting Rachel back in any capacity is what I'm here for. Also, um, she's so knowledgeable with the game. She's such a, a sweetheart, such so powerful a woman. I, I can't wait to see what she has to say about this level of the game uh, and where we're going to go with that. I think it's a great pairing between Ben and Rachel. What do you guys think? Alex? Um, I don't watch backstage all that much, to be completely honest. It's just like it goes on at a certain time where I have other things going on, so I can't. I usually catch up on a handful of uh episodes like later on in the week that kind of thing however i might have to make it a priority because it's rachel now no slap against you know roca or anything it's just like you know i know what i'm getting getting into when it comes to those you know ben and roca coming together you know they're pretty fantastic you know but they're both like they're both bold they're loud guys you know they're gonna they're gonna tell you exactly what they're thinking however someone like rachel She's very strategic. She's methodical. She uh, she is not always going to tell you exactly what she thinks. And I love that about her. And she's very chill. You're not going to get to her. And she is so funny. Like, she is, like, ruthless when she wants to be. And it's almost scary. She can be. So I am, like, scared to see some of these <laughs> come out. I just look at the female perspective on there too, which is great to see that as well. Danny, what do you think about this pairing? I'm very excited about this. Um, and again, no tea, no shade to John or Ben, but there are plenty of times where I've seen backstage kind of just get caught up inside of one yeah. argument and it mm-hmm. continues to be the rest of the show. And sometimes it's not really fun to see. It's it's interesting to get the dynamic between between the two of them and them being on the same faction and then a lot of times when people have questions about the the faction that is doing the best inside of the league i think it is great to get that perspective from the two of the most active players inside of that faction so i think getting that little bit of an insight has been great but i think overall like as a fan i want i want more from backstage than what that was so i think this was a good a good decision overall um you know i wish i wish john nothing but the best i hope and he's doing so good with with his own channel like the content that he's putting out alex bringing you on to mornings with the outlaw doing the mm-hmm. show with laura kelly his show with arena like everything that john is doing on his channel he's doing so much over there like his stuff with winston and jay like he's doing a lot of work over there so how do they do not- it He's got his shit covered. I want me as a fan from backstage. I want a little bit more. And I think that Rachel Cushing can give me the type of fan that I am that. Uh, because I think that her and Ben are both extremely knowledgeable about the game. I think that they both have um 
uh, two different aspects of the game. Also, I agree with what you were saying, Alex, about um, getting into heated arguments. I don't think Rachel will get into those type of heated arguments that completely yeah, take over the entire episode. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I feel like that's happened sometimes on backstage as much as they try. And I much credit to them because they really do try not to do that. You hear them try to walk themselves out of these particular arguments, but sometimes it just happens to come back. And I don't think that Rachel will let that happen. So I'm really excited to see this uh, from that from that sort of angle. And that's just kind of me giving, giving my truth about backstage. I'm excited to see it. I think having a female's perspective is going to be great. I think having a champ's perspective, they're both champs. I get it. But I think having Rachel Cushing, the crusher, it would be a great perspective on that. So I'm really excited to see her come back into the league in, in this aspect. So woo, great job, y'all. Sweet. And Kelsey? Um, I don't feel like there's much I can say that hasn't already been said. I love it. We're having a female presence on the show regularly. I feel like that's super important with Schmodown. It's we we the women in Schmodown and the women who love Schmodown, we love we need to hear our have our voices heard. And I think Rachel's a perfect vessel for that, which I'm super excited because she is not only so smart, she's so elegant and poised with how she says things that you just you want to listen to everything she has to say. And also, I love the perspective of a player that isn't active, actively playing. So you kind of get that outside perspective, too, that someone's not sh- stressing about gameplay every day, how things look from the outside as well, which I think is going to be a fantastic take. So I am excited. I think her and Ben's chemistry and energy is going to be really good on the show. And I, like I am like Alex, where I haven't been watching very much regularly just because it just it kind of feels like the same stuff every time. And I'm really, really interested to see what happens, and I will be checking it out. Excellent. Real quick, but Jake wants to say much love to Leo Logan and all the work he does for the Schmodown wiki page. That is very true. That wiki page, I find that to be a, a resource I use quite a bit. So uh, much love, Leo. Good, is that the, great work. The collider wiki that we're always talking about. Yeah, the one we always get our stats from. Our little, Bro, stuff from. That that I can I cannot say like how much work how much work um goes like I. Uh, Applause. I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Applause. No, it is. Mark Ellis in a suit, and I lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, it's true. The female perspective is awesome, and I think it's going to be great. So I, I can't wait for that as well. Leo has done a great job on, on that wiki page. I use it all the time, and he is uh, – so Leo, really, really good work. So – uh, other shows we got coming up. We got uh, on Monday is the Winston show, the Inner Geekdom show with Winston Marshall. And this is a great concept. They're taking Inner Geekdom questions, like they're taking match questions and using that to deep dive on this Inner Geekdom stuff. I mean, this is all of the stuff that the Inner Geekdom players, almost like a study mag, study guide for them in a way. Uh, I'm interested to see how that's going to work. Um, I don't, I don't quite can't see quite how it's working up, but I'm very intrigued. Winston is a great personality, especially uh, when it comes to this kind of stuff. He's a champion of all this kind of stuff. He has such a funny presence about him. I think he's going to be hilarious. I think this could be a, a top, top show. What do you think about that one, Kels? You're not in your head, so I want to go I'm, right to I you. think it's probably the show I'm the most excited for. As you know, like, Inner Geekdom's kind of my jam a little bit, and so anything to like get to deep dive in that world and get to hear more thoughts and opinions on it, I'm here for. And then Winston, drip, drip. I'm never not going to watch something he's on. So no. I will be there every Monday. That's going to be a, I'm not going to miss that on Monday. Definitely. Definitely. What about you, Alex? 
on that one. Um, I think it's going to be a fun time. I am also really curious what time if this is going to really go on as well. Um, I am really kind of curious, you know, what kind of guests we're going to have on this. Are we going to have IG competitors in particular? Also, um, I would love to see him. I would love to see like someone like Brandon Hanna come on the show. And I don't know if it's going to be on character or not character. I, you know, it's going to be so much fun either way. Um, but also, um, there's the cat. <laughs> There's the cat. Here she heard the cat. Cat pinions. I will say, yeah, that's going to be so great. Sorry. Um, yeah, but it's, I, th I think it's going to be really great. I am kind of curious if it's going to be more focused on the IG uh, thing as well, but also I would love to ha have people come on and talk about the, you know, slices that are, can be added movies that can be added why some movies why aren't the alien fran why isn't the alien franchise or terminator franchise on the wheel i need to know give me answers question i know but, we've already you know, had some just, people say that i've wanted some people who have come out and i've already seen like brad gilmore and ben goddard have been in chat saying uh put me on when we talk about this uh episode or when we talk about back to the future i want to be on when we talk about this i want to be on so people are already chomping at the pit so it should be a lot of fun back to the future whatever well, but i, I, I need more I, I think that's I think, what's going to be the fun aspect of this show is that we get to to have that fan interaction, to have that dialogue for it. Because I feel like out of all of the all of the uh, divisions inside of the league, uh, inner geekdom is one that that we don't really get to interact with the most. Uh, Star Wars also maybe, but um, I feel like finally having a, a show like this is going to be great. Also having Winston on it is is chef's kiss with that like that's such a perfect perfect host for that sort of thing because you're gonna it's gonna make it fun it's gonna make it fun because we know winston or anything that winston touches turns to gold and just instantly turns into fun so that was such a great idea to to put winston in and give winston the show um for that because it's going to be interesting for people like kelsey who are super into the inner geekdom right. uh just the the movies and the categories and just like all of that stuff it's going to be great for people like alex who need more of the technical aspect of what's going on inside of the schmodown and what's going on with the division itself it's going to be fun for someone like me who is tiptoeing into this world who doesn't really venture much into the inner geekdom world but is really really loves that personality so that personality is going to draw me into that show this is such a wonderful concept for a show you all know like i throw pitches into the show like like nobody's business i wish that i could come up with a great baseball reference joke right now to talk about how many pitches i throw into the c2a chat for shows and and upcoming ideas and i this was something that i would have never thought of and i think was a wonderful idea. So I well, am it super, super, super. Just so happens, Danny, we may be able to use your pitches. Um, because Mark didn't get a chance to book the SCN show. He's hoping it's we we could talk with Mark. We can get Mark a show on C2A possibly. Some of Danny's got some good pitches. We'll we'll talk, Mark. We'll get into we'll the end and we'll we'll figure out what we can do. We'll squeeze you in somewhere, I'm sure. Uh I'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, also, real quick, I want to say Joseph Boros, the prince that wasn't promised in the super chat there here for C2A, but extra excited for Mark Alice being in the chat. Uh love you, Joseph. Joseph, a great guy, great uh, great man there uh, <laughs> marks took us a wig for you but the rest is for a great host tonight mark uh, Thank you. you are the man mark you are the mark man um but let's talk about these other shows we got coming out here we do have uh exciting show dan merle 
all yes. my movies with Dan Merrill going through his entire Blu-ray collection. Uh, that's going to be a fun time. The big physical media, I know Will Bibiani and PJ Campbell were both talking about how it's great to see somebody going through physical media. Um, and who else to talk about movies but Dan Merrill? I mean, that's great. That's a big, big win to get him on SEN considering he has his own channel now. I, I think this is going to be a fun show as well. Are you looking forward to this one? Go Absolutely. Ahead, and uh, one thing I like to say is like when we had him and Mara on, they were kept hinting like, well, he's going to be a bit busy. He's got some stuff coming. He's going to be a bit busy. We can't talk about it right now, but he's going to be a bit busy. This just came out. I'm like, that's at least one of the things they were talking about. Very excited to say. I felt like a little Easter thing. I'm like, I knew about this, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Daddy, after watching Chill and everything else? Are you excited to see Dan talking about all this, uh, all the Blu-rays? Again, this is a wonderful concept for a show. Not only like it's not just picking a movie out of his collection and saying this is about this movie. It's about why he decided to buy that physical media. And I think it's important to uh, there's a lot of people that are really into physical media. Um, I wish that I could be. I unfortunately cannot and have never really been someone that prioritizes that. I I have. I don't mind buying it, but I think it's such a fun concept for a show, um, especially because Dan Merle is so knowledgeable. So I think that anyone who is a fan of the Schmodown um, would enjoy this type of show as well, because you got to enjoy movies and you got to you got to really enjoy Dan talking about movies, because if you haven't heard Dan Merle talk about movies that he loves or even just talk about movies in general, really like just listening to da I, I just listen to Dan Merle talk. OK, yeah, just, just a Dan Merle talk. It's, it's good. That's, that's a win. And maybe we'll get lucky and maybe Mara will make an, an appearance or two on there as well. So, how be great. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, well, Alex, are you, are you looking forward to this, Alex? Um, yeah. I mean, it sounds like a really fun time. I Obviously, anything that talks about movies, I'm so here for. Also, I think he just has a really great perspective. I think he's really funny. He's a really cool, chill guy. Uh, any videos I see on his channel are always, like, really genuinely funny. And he's uh, he's just a cool dude. I am not – I don't care about physical media. I understand why it's important. But the thing is, I just I, – I don't even have a DVD player or, or anything along those lines. I just I, – I just – don't want to <laughs> have a lot of that stuff stuff i just don't want to have it in my house personally um but you know i i understand why again why it's important i like the idea of having like commentaries and stuff like that but outside of that i'm like cool for me but it's i like more about being able yeah. to watch it again like i didn't realize because uh, i have all eight uh, Potter movies on uh, on Blu-ray, and it wasn't until they took them off of the HBO Max that I was like, "Oh man, I missed one movie. Oh, I can actually go back and watch that right now if I want." So I think for physical media, that's really what it is for me: is being able to grab the movie whenever I want and put it on. For me, it's for art. It's for like, okay, I'm going to alphabetize them now. Now I'm going to put them in chronological order. Now I'm going to do them by release date. Now I'm going to sort. <laughs> and so I just rearrange them every like two to three weeks, and it's fun. <laughs> Yeah, and then I never watched them because I'm digital. <laughs> <laughs> I write too many part. books by DVDs, so that's, <laughs> my, that's really my problem. <laughs> All right, we got two more, uh, two more announcements for shows. This is the one I'm looking forward to. We were going to have, like I said earlier, we're going to have Jenna Sturger on to talk about this. Hopefully next week when she comes on, we'll talk about it. Jen and Brad doing Coming Up Next. Uh, if you've been watching these previews that they've been doing, 
uh, before the pay-per-views are doing Monday night pre Monday previews of the matches. They have have a great per uh, great camaraderie together, great mm -hmm. rap rapport. Uh, I love watching Jen and, and and Brad together, and I think uh, this is going to be a fun fun show. A difference uh, different from backstage, but it's still very sport related. Probably very concentrated on what's coming up specifically is what I assume. And go do it again. We'll get to talk to Jen about it next week. Um, but I just love these two together. They know the game. They know you know wrestling that aspect of it. They know trivia. They know movies. I think this could be a lot of fun. And I love Jen Sturger, and I've been missing her from the Schmodown. So any way we can get Jen back in the Schmodown is a definite win for us. We love a Jen Sturger here. Wish you the best. Uh, so that's that's what I'm really looking forward to. And Brad's awesome. Also, I think the boat is great. So these two together, uh, this is a definite must watch for me. What do you think, Danny? So uh, here's the fun thing about uh, Jen Sturger and Brad Gilmore doing their doing their show versus what Ben Bateman and Rachel Cushing are doing with their show. Uh, Jen and Brad are coming at it from like full sports review, and right. I love it. Like that's such a fun aspect to have, where Ben and Rachel are coming at it like the Schmodown gameplay and more from the movie side of it a little bit, where like. Ben and, or I'm sorry, Brad and Jen come from the sports world. They are, they are already doing this outside of the Schmodown. So to bring those two personalities together and put them together for the Schmodown, I, I love Brad and Frank together. They like, they have a wonderful rapport, love the rundown. Rundown boys have are, are, you know, OGs in the game, all of that good stuff. But I love brad and jen together yeah so so much i almost said jessica <laughs> i love them together so so much because they, they they work so well off of each other and they they have like those personalities that are perfect for that type of stuff and so i i absolutely adore i i adore them Texas. what about you alex this is so my flipping wheelhouse. <laughs> nice. This is right up my alley. <laughs> so hard. I'm so excited. Like inner kingdom and everything. It's all cool. We can talk about Dan Morrell movies. Awesome. I can't wait because they're awesome people and I love every single one of them. But this is my show that I cannot wait to watch more than the, all, all the other shows personally, just because as a manager, I'm all about the strategy. I want the numbers. I am like, we can talk about competitors and going with the gut and everything and, you know, going where your heart is and that's cool and all, but I want the numbers. I want to know the reason behind it. And I want uh, to go by the facts. I don't want to go by hunches and hunches are fine to a certain extent, but if we're going to talk about uh, Schmodown be on the same level as uh, more of the, you know, traditional sports, we got to have uh, these kind of conversations, hard conversations about these competitors in that way as well. So I'm excited. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that. This is right at my wheelhouse as well. And it is, it's a sports thing. So Kelsey, I know you're excited about it. I know as you a resident sports ball expert, let me just say. <laughs> Sports ball. Sports ball. Okay, honestly, though, because I don't follow sports. It's not necessarily from, like, I don't like sports. It's like I grew up in a household of sports were not a priority. I got into a marriage yeah. where when I would try to show interest in sports, I was like, you're not a part of this club. Let it, leave it to the boys kind of attitude. So I'm dying to – I know, right? Anyways, that's not what this show is about. <laughs> I am dying to learn about, like, that mindset watching the showdown because I'm still coming at it personally from a movie trivia nerd – 
<laughs> attitude watching it. But I, it's my sport. It's the only sport I follow. So getting to see these people come at it, explaining it to me from that perspective, I'm super excited on getting yeah. to learn more from that angle, if that makes sense. So I'm Absolutely. excited. I don't feel like there's anyone better that could possibly be teaching me this than them. So I'm and then, Excellent. I'm looking forward to it all. I can't wait to deep dive. Hopefully next week we can deep dive into uh, exactly what she wants to be doing with it. And uh, that'd be great. It's going to be great fun. Uh, I got one more they announced. Uh, well, it wasn't a new show. It was the return of a show. Christian Harloff bringing back one-on-one, -on -one, and I am stoked. I love one-on-one, -on -one. and if you ever watched Chilled Action, uh, we've talked about it. Danny has talked about it. this. Was initially we modeled Chill uh, to be a partial like successor of sorts, a Schmodown version of one-on-one. -on -one. Um, we obviously adapted and changed it, and it's not nearly the same show as it is now. But this was the the beginning for us, and so I can't wait to see uh, what Christian can do. These are some of my favorite episodes when I did this with Collider. Uh, he did some. Great work, and uh, he's already starting with the the kid from uh, Cobra Kai. Uh, these are great. Christian just knows how to interview people, knows how to draw people out. These have always been must see uh, for me as well. Um, so this is going to be great for me. I'm looking forward to this one a lot too. Anybody else excited about this one as well as I am? This is the one in that I'm the most excited for. Mm -hmm. um, like Paul said, Chill. The whole concept from Chill came from. Uh, one on one, uh, the idea of having a sit down conversation, uh, just a super relaxed environment. I loved what he did with that. I agree with Paul. I think that uh, Harloff really knows how to um, how to speak to a guest and how to bring out a good conversation with someone. And I think that that he, uh, I mean, everyone progresses. Progress progresses i can't think of words right now like with it within themselves and what they do without their career and stuff like that so i think christian harloff has definitely cut like one-on-one -on -one, i think has already been like over a year since a second date that's what chill is um i think it's been maybe over a year since we got the last one-on-one -on -one, and i'll say that now it, it's somewhere in there it might be less than that it's probably less than that but uh and it's been a, it's been a few months since we've had the last one-on-one -on -one. but i think that christian harloff is really um kind of come into his own with establishing SEN and uh, especially the morning show, the daily show SEN and stuff yeah. like that. So I think it would be really interesting to see him interview people now. I'm, I, that's where I come from stuff like that. I like to see how people interview versus how the interviewee responds or the stories from that. I like to see the dialogue between people. And that's what I've always loved about Christian Harloff is that I've always thought he's done really well with uh, dialogue between people and being able to, to host and stuff like that. So that's what I'm really looking forward to. One-on-one -on -one is genuinely the show that I'm looking forward to the most. Don't get me too excited. Don't get me excited, Brian. Don't get me excited. Paul's I'll be got very excited. I, I might. I might. My desk is just grows a couple, about <laughs> a foot and a half. Uh, <laughs> how about anybody else? Anybody else have to think about this? Kelsey or Alex? Yeah, I am super excited for the show. I love interviews, like not just in the Schmodown community in the world, but like if I see there's an interview going on on the news and things that I could catch, I want to watch it. I don't even if I know the person. I'm like, I don't know who this person is, but I want to find out about them. So I'm going to watch it. I love Christian Harloff's one-on-one when it was on Riley Roundtable. Though that That's my jam. And so I am super excited that it's back. I'm excited to learn more about people that I either know nothing about or I don't feel like I know enough about. Or maybe feel like I feel like I know everything about and it turns out I know nothing. So... <laughs> 
I am very excited, and I will be catching every time it's on because I love interviews. Cool well, you, Alex? Um, I love interviews. I I do like catching snippets here and there. It's it, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I I don't listen to I I've listened to a handful of those interviews. A Harlow. I think it was like the one on one. Uh, yeah, those with when it was with Collider. I did listen to a handful. I didn't listen to that many to be completely honest. Uh, there was like the one with Mara though was really great. Mm. I, I love that one. Um. And there was a few others. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, this one woman from like a lot of sci-fi fantasy shows. I can't remember her name. I know her face, not her name. Um, but yeah, he, he has. I, I don't. I really wouldn't know. Okay. Um, but no, I, I, she's blonde. I don't know. No clue. But uh, Christian, he's definitely one of those people that he's able to really connect with whoever he's interviewing. He's able to really pull out a lot of this information. And, you know, you can sit down for like a 20 minute conversation, yet he's able to uh, really pull something real out of it, which is like very difficult and very difficult to do in such a short amount of time. But Harloff, he does it. He has the magic, he has the skill, so I'm excited. I will say that, uh, let's see, it's working for Ben's uh, Nerds and Suits Patreon, Ben Bateman's Nerds and Suits Patreon, a great conversation is also a one-on-one type thing. Uh, ben Bateman does a great job with that as well. So yeah. um, Ben actually did one with Christian, which was actually really kind of cool at some point. So I, I'd like to see them getting that. I'd love to see Christian getting interviewed Ben Bateman for one-on-one too. I think that'd be another interesting, interesting one. So uh, and that's true. He did do one recently. Uh, Christian did do a one-on-one he did with Josh Trank not too long ago, but it was kind of like a, where I think he was feeling it out. I think he wants to come back full of it now. That should be, that should be a lot of fun. I can't, I can't wait for that one. So, I mean, it really truly is a different dynamic talking to a bunch of people versus talking to one person and a one-on-one conversation is just a very unique way to hold an interview and i and i love stuff like that so perfect uh of course the last show they announced was not really much of a new announcement just the rundown always on uh, on saturdays and frank you know, brad and frank do a great job with that and uh, frank's always making enemies and uh brad's always doing his thing so uh i love to see more of that too they're great people so uh, they're always good to watch so um but beyond that that's the end of the show listening to we are running a little long on time i think we're going to save the team's talk for next till next week that's what we'll do um we have Danny Rance. That's not oh my gosh. Deal. It's all your fault, Danny. It's all your fault. I have everything ready. I got my list of potential teams. <laughs> I got it, guys. I got the magic ticket. <laughs> Save it for next week, Alex. <laughs> yeah, literally, I put it in your wallet. Put it in your put it in a safe place. Your, no put it in your I'm gonna rub it with my team action coin. Refrigerator with a magnet and save it for next week. Save it. Put a plug in it. We'll do it. Juju. Good juju. Put on that good juju. The mm. guy should do magnets sometime. I would love some team action magnets. I did see an action. I don't know. I they had an action rough, like a, a whiskered decanter. Like I, I, they had that. I don't oh, know if I that, saw uh, that. The whiskey decanter two cups. Oh, that is. I worked with them. They haven't told me. They haven't told me. Like this is going to be. I'm going to get that merchandise item or not. If they just made it for themselves, I'm kind of hoping. Because I didn't get one. I worked for them. So Ben and Drew better get me. Look at you. Look at you, Paul. I will I'm, start I'm, drinking. Yeah, like I want that to have that decanter. Right. I will put something in it. <laughs> Either stop way. drinking shit from the bottle <laughs> but anyway guys you know we're gonna i do we do have a little bit of time if we're gonna we do want to dedicate time for questions from the chat um so any stream labs of course will be prioritized and stuff like that super chats as well um we will start plugging our things uh, to do from this week and everything and actually right there I'll, I'll go with that first one no no chill tomorrow we're actually taking a week off for the one of the first times in a while we took a week off to uh 
Uh, we're actually moving too, by the way. Also, chill will be on Sundays from now on. Just for anybody who hasn't didn't catch that last week, we went with Dan and Mara. We went on Sunday and happened to be we hadn't moved yet, but then after we made it for Sunday, ended up being an, um, a permanent move anyway for at least yeah. for like four months. So. so from now on, it will be on Sunday for the next four months. Uh, we do have the ad for that one though, so I'll play that while you're getting the uh, chats or questions ready, and we'll talk about else. This is our guest for next week. Get it. That's right. Uh, if Adam does happen to be with John Roca, that's going to be a very interesting conversation to have with him on uh, on show. Either way, it's going to be great, though, because Adam seems to be a fun guy. Uh, I can't wait to get a deep dive in his schmodown, his family career, and everything else that he likes and find out more about him. So that's an exciting one for us. Uh, anything else we want to plug? Alex, you want to plug something from this week? Yeah, actually, this week, uh, we're going to be having Schmobates a wee bit differently. It's actually going to be on Tuesday at... Six o'clock Pacific, nine o'clock Eastern. So stay tuned. It's going to be themed on the rock stars. So it's going to be real fun. All that in a bag of chips. So definitely, or should I say fish and chips, you know, if we're going to talk about Boston a little bit. You feel me? That's sorry. That was awful. I apologize. <laughs> uh, but it's going to be Tuesday evening. So please come hang out. I have it confirmed with Roxy will be my co-host. Who's going to be our ghost judge? I don't even know. So, um, and our competitors are. TBA. Aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who the competitors are. That's good. No. Yeah. This well, we'll find out. You'll yeah, find, we'll out. find out. <laughs> Aggressive. <laughs> I'm scared. Uh, and of course, we will be doing call live on our new call live day. Actually, we did move it yesterday for Mark Ellis's show. Um, we're going to have call live on Saturday night as well. Um, and then, of course, we're doing reactions this week. I think we have. I was not around a lot today. We do have a schedule of reaction. We're trying to. I think almost looks like everyone was covered this week. We, we're, we're still working on it, but most of them are covered. We'll have. It sounds like we're going to have a show every day. Show every, every day. day. Yeah, so. yeah, show every day. We usually try to do them. Try to, I mean, nothing's like anything scheduled. We usually try to do them uh, a little bit after the match drops. So around 4 p.m. Pacific is usually our go-to time. Might be a little bit hour off, hour, two hours off here and there. But that's what we can look forward to for that. Um, and then, yeah, that's, that's our run of shows this week. So any questions from the chat about Schmodown, about anything you want to talk about, we'll take about 10 minutes if you have them, or if you want to just get out of here, we're more than welcome to get out of here as well. Uh, it's really up to you. It's up to you guys what you want to do. Uh, of course, you I have something to plug really quickly. You do, Danny. Okay. I do. So um, as a lot of you know, I've been trying to get some stuff out on my own channel. I finally got my computer back. Um, my computer was out for a while. I didn't want to edit on my mom's computer. So now I got mine back. So now I feel comfortable doing that. So, uh, go and follow me on YouTube. I am 30 subscribers away from 100 followers on YouTube. Um, I will find a way to put a link in there in just a bit, but, uh, follow me on there. I am starting a book club. It is the Padawan book club. So if you haven't read a star Wars book, you can come and hang out with me. We will, I will start you on your star Wars journey. You can come on my beginning of the star Wars journey. Um, 
I'm a Padawan in the Star Wars universe, so I know about it. I don't know that much about it, and I'm really looking forward to really getting more into it, especially with the book series. So uh, if you want to read some Star Wars books with me, come and hang out. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at WatchTheBookPod. You can follow me on Instagram at WatchTheBookPod, and uh, just look out for updates. I'm going to release a video uh, tomorrow just kind of updated on my channel. And then I will be going live on Wednesday night on my personal channel at eight central time uh, with instructions and the introduction to the Padawan book club. So come and hang out with me there. Sounds great. Sounds great. Of course, I was going to do our personal plugs after everything, but you just well, you know, only on Audible, so you, you go by your own rules, so that's okay. I was trying to fill some time. I was. <laughs> Is that what you're doing? Is that what you're doing? Okay. Uh, and two hours and 18 minutes, we definitely need more. <laughs> My bad. Alice, you said you had something, I guess, as well. Uh, yeah, so I forgot to mention earlier, it was my bad, I apologize, uh, but I, so I'm in the process of really finalizing everything for a little match. Um, sorry, gosh darn it, flies! <laughs> They're everywhere in my house. Alice Why are my girls 6.0? <laughs> Why? Alice, <laughs> everywhere! <laughs> Focus, sorry, I apologize, guys. Um, Okay, so um, here next Friday on the 18th of September, please stop by. Uh, we're going to be doing a free-for-all match. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. I, I'm going to be hosting it, but everyone in the C2A family is going to be coming on and co-hosting or reading a whole bunch of questions. Uh, the people that are going to be able to compete in the free-for-all are actually people that are in the action general. So if you are on that general tier, you're more than welcome to come on, sign up to be competing in the free uh, first official C2A free-for-all match. I guess. And so, yeah, we'll see how it's going to go. So I think if you have the chops to compete, let's see what you got. I love it. Yeah. I love it. We'll do it. Um, all right. Well, let's see if there's any questions that I saw. Yes. I see. I don't know if she said it before. Yes. Roxy is co-hosting. That's going to yes. be it. Yep. And yeah, fish and chips are English, Alex. Just say they're, they're not Boston. They're, they're everywhere. How, I also are you saying Boston isn't English? Are you kidding me? Isn't it in the New England area? Like, isn't that it is in New like, England? My dad's from Boston area. Yeah, that's pretty darn New England. They say fish and chips. I've been to Boston a long time. I've never heard it, but that's okay. All right, that's you've never heard of fish and chips. I've heard it in Britain. I've heard it. Yeah, I've only heard that. Well, I've actually like Boston is in New England. Utah, we have fish and chips. There's fish and chips everywhere, but I've never heard Boston known for fish and chips. Really? Okay, I guess saying everyone every time Boston like comes up in a conversation, I hear nothing but fish and chips. But. I was English. But so. regardless, guys, we're going off. I was going to make a joke, but I'm not going. More to. food, more food, <laughs> more food. Talk. Uh, yeah, that's actually Wurgle. That's one of the reasons why we moved it. I think for Roxy because of the world. Mm -hmm. Tuesday oh. evening. So let's see. What is your favorite Schmobates match? Do you have one, Alex? That you say is the best one? Uh, the action guys. Uh, well, doing it with uh, Ben Bateman and Andrew Guy was a real fun one. Um, yeah. Um, also, doing the debate with uh, Harloff as co-host between Bibbs and Ben was very stressful. That's fun. <laughs> um, more stressful than fun. <laughs> um, but in a great way. It was a learning experience. Um, but yeah. Also, Danielle. Shout out to Danielle being one of the best arguers, debaters ever. Seriously. Like, 
Holy crap. Thanks. It's fantastic. Yeah, she's great. She was great. I would say I also love the uh, the movie guys one just for sheer lunacy and, and that was sanity. my favorite. That was fun. Oh. <laughs> Stress. I was so stressed with that one. So stressed. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I guess. Kelsey, <laughs> yeah, so do you have a favorite? Is that your favorite one too? Uh, that was probably the, my favorite, but also I would say uh, Ben versus Drew. Anytime there's an action army rivalry thing going, I'm there for it. I'll take right. I'll take the bait. So that's probably my second favorite. What about you, Danny? Um, I mean, it's hard not to say the ones that I was in, um, but the action army ones are always fun. I really did kind of like the movie guys ones. I get like, I get like where there are certain times where I was like, oh, I'll take it a little bit more seriously, guys. But still, like, it was a lot of fun watching it. Um, but other than that, I think like I I love this show so much, Alex. Like, I'm so glad that like we put it on the channel because it's so it's such a fun concept and such a fun idea. And I I like I just can't. I'm I'm I do not see the show slowing down like at all anytime soon. So just, yeah. I just want more people, like, I, I, I just, I, I want more people to, to get involved with the show. Like, I feel like that's such a weird thing to say. Like, that's what I was going to say. And I feel like that's such a weird thing to say, because I do feel like it, it has its audience, it has a great audience and uh, great reviews on that show forever and forever. But I just, I, I cannot wait to see like what you do more with that show in the future because it's such a fucking great show i love that show so much and i love the new i don't know i'm not even crying comment okay. but like i'm like i watch the show weekly because it's one of my favorite things to watch it's so much fun so i, I love the new format too i want to say that the whole when you switch the judges thing into the the whole ghost judge yeah. i love that new format change it keeps it yeah. fresh my oh, chef's kiss uh brian Nussbaum, favorite guest on chill that's a tough question for yeah, me. I know that much. Do I want to chop off? I think I gotta tell you, behind the scenes is funny. We all like every every time we finish we one, have- and every time we're like, "That was our best episode yet. That was our most favorite, our favorite episode yet." We've said that about we've had like fifty episodes, 50, 51 episodes now, and like I think we've said it at least forty six times, probably every single, <laughs> every single time after an episode. We're always like, "Look, I know we said it last time, but this time, this was." my favorite episode uh, and great. Um, to, to kind of answer that question seriously um favorite favorite guest on chill is always kind of hard to to gauge because some people give you more some people kind of understand the concept a little bit better um some people are are more their character than than just being relatable and and i don't relatable is the wrong word to use but I think overall, one of honestly, Mark Ellis was legit one of my favorite guests to have on. Uh, Kate, Kate, I think is oh, one of my all-time favorite ones, just because she's, she's just such a fucking fun personality. It's hilarious anytime that she hangs out. Uh, Mark Riley is also someone that I have to put in like in a high tier just because like I can't wait to have Mark Riley back on chill like mm. that's gonna be a fun episode for me so those are the episodes that I think stand out the most um the 50th episode with Ben and Drew was a lot of fun for me uh personally but uh, uh video. I, like if I had to like those are the few that are coming out but really honestly truly like it's it's a labor of love every single episode so it really is like asking me to choose like which finger do I want to chop off <laughs> 
Nice. Uh, I will also throw out a few other ones. It's just like, again, these are not favorites, but the ones that are kind of sticking out. And just as you add, I think about it, Kaiser was a whole lot of fun. Uh, he's like went off in so many different directions. Uh, Dan and Mara were also much, much fun. Christian was really cool to be on with him. That was a, that was a kind of a watershed moment for us. I want um, him back now. Like I want him to be the next one that we. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Bibbs was fun as well. Um, oh. But they're all, they're all really good. They are all. Mm. Mark and Draco. Koi. Koi was another one. Koi. That was fun. I was going to say, Koi is my favorite one because, first of all, you guys ever really seen me going, but when I get going on a topic, I talk at Koi speeds, especially <laughs> about comic books and things like that. So, like, I'm on that at level a lot, and so, like, I just feed off his energy a lot of the time. But also, no other chill has gotten me so sidetracked from other projects I'm working on because I know I'm reading Saga. Now I'm reading Sex Criminals. <laughs> now I'm reading Dark Knight Returns. Now I'm reading what else do I got sitting here? Like I'm laughing so because it's all true. Like I've listened <laughs> to her say what where she's at with each of these and it's I'm reading them too. <laughs> I'm reading them too. I'm not as far as Kelsey is at this point, but I, I'm reading them. Yeah, so uh, Koi was my favorite probably because like I said, it, it made the most impact on my day to day life compared to other ones. <laughs> you have a favorite, Alex? And you're watching um, you've been on? Honestly, there's been a quite a few of them. I mean, that are all I mean, they're all fantastic. I love the format, the core group of questions, mm -hmm. obviously. Uh some of them that really stick out to me would probably be Bibbs. Um Rachel Cushing was really fantastic as well. Can't forget about that. I think I, I didn't know what to expect with the Rachel Cushing one. Um, but she's just so insightful and I feel like she's one of those competitors that we know. A lot of her but we didn't really know her all that much yeah, until that episode because she likes to she like she likes to keep she's a very private person by nature she doesn't like to put out her she doesn't like to you know you know she's not in schmodown anymore but she is this schmodown legend and we didn't really uh you know hear get be able to hear a lot about her until that episode so it was really cool I also throw out there Jen Sturger, who's going to be on next week, was also a great, great episode. She went really yeah. deep diving into a lot of things that we were trying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Didn't say like, like didn't have to talk about everything, but she went right into everything, and she was pff, solid. Oh, so. yeah. One of my favorite, one of my favorite things that happens on the show, and I know that Paul can. Um, this happened. The the one guest who I can remember this happening with once is like with Christian. Like we have a specific set time. We always ask like, when do you need to leave? Like, do you have a certain? Do you have a hard out? Like, how? When do you have to leave? And Christian gave us a, a time. And then in the private chat, like while we were talking, he's like, we can go another. We can go on. We did actually on air. <laughs> you said it on air. You know what? You know what? I'm having fun. We got another 10, 15 minutes. You can we can go. That's always fun to get because that, that always kind of feels good in a certain way because right. it just makes me feel like everyone, like the guest is kind of vibing. So mm -hmm. it's it's always nice to get that reaction from someone. I love thing. doing the show. Um, I can't I can't thank each and every single one of the crew enough for uh, for allowing me the opportunity to to put the show on the channel. It was a struggle to get the show on the channel for some time. I'm not going to go into that, but. Um, this crew right here allowed me to to put it up on on the channel. I'm very grateful for that. So thank you all for for allowing the yes. show. Yes, and Paul and Kelsey, thank you, you so much for doing it with me. I, I love uh, you all. I thank you guys too. All right. Uh, before you talk more, we get to make this a whole episode. Love how about how much we love chill. Uh, we'll go to the next one. Prince, it wasn't promised. Who's going to be the Bears starting quarterback? I feel this is directed at me as the Bears fan. It's going to be. Wait, wait, wait. All right. You're ready Bears for the most epic Danny rant ever. 
I'm a Baron fan. I know it's uh, I will say it's gonna be it's gonna be Mitch Trubisky at first. Unfortunately, it should be Nick Foles, and I hope it's neither of them by the end of the year. But next year, I hope we have a new studly quarterback because we fucking suck and we have like 20 tight ends. But I'll move that on because it's not a sports show, and I don't want to. Sports uh, ball. Party Justin PLD or Ed Harris. We all, this is the collective response from all four of us. We all four pick Ed Harris. Ed Harris. <laughs> no, no. You're going to go PLD, Alex. What? You're going to go PLD? <laughs> I don't want to go Ed Harris or PLD. Oh, that's another hot take, know. Alex. You know Always what? a hot take, so. I guess Ed Harris. <laughs> I don't know want Ed Harris. I no, I don't want so much want Ed Harris. I just want to avoid PLT. <laughs> Sometimes just to clarify, I I get it. I but also <laughs> who is Harris? I I don't know. Only the greatest. Who he is really? What is Ed Harris? He is a phenomenal. Why actor. is Ed Harris? <laughs> Let's when? move on before I start losing my cool <laughs> to throw my hat when I used to do it with Alice all the time. Uh, <laughs> that's the one when Kelsey hosts. Favorite Ridley Scott movie from Neil Logan? That's a great question. I like Ridley um, Scott as a Oh, yeah. um, movie trivia people. I love it. Uh, oh, okay. So he's done quite a few movies everything from Body of Lies, Alien, um, uh, Prometheus. He's done Kingdom of Heaven. He's done A Good Year, Gladiator, um, Black Hawk Down. Um, the Martian, uh, he body, body of Lies. Uh, he did Robin Hood. Badly, Shoot. but yeah. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh, he did so much more. To me, uh, Alex is coming in hard. Did, yeah, but Alex yeah, did the whole filmography. Thelma and Louise. I think he did Thelma and the Louise. Yes, he did Thelma and Louise. Yep. Um. Shoot, that's all I got. Oh wait, American Gangster. That's what you want, American Gangster. You're going to go with American Gangster? Okay. Danny, do you have a favorite one? Are you looking? I'm looking at the IMDb right now. So I know I am, too. My favorite that I've seen, honestly, so, is between Gladiator and G.I. Jane so far, just because of where I'm at in it. Um, I have never seen Gladiator. No, I'm like, wow. No wonder you're on Team oh. Bateman. <laughs> Wait, oh my gosh, Kelsey, Kelsey, you are coming on cinema bias. Are you free? I I can be free. <laughs> are you free? Yeah, I do. Pretty sued on I, the twenty second. Okay. Here's my on the twenty second. I, I could be free on the twenty second. I love it. I absolutely September twenty second. It's official. We're covering. No, oh quit. Oh, where? Oh, wait, I've never seen. Um, Oh, wait, it can't be that side because we're covering, I think, Lethal Weapon or Beverly Hills Cop because I've never seen either. Posted. We're, we're going to deep one of them. It's going to, okay, maybe the 28th or the 5th, guys. Yeah. Please we'll figure it out. Because <laughs> maybe the we're done. We're done, Paul. Put your headphones back on. It's fine. We're Gladiator. <sighs> Gladiator. Anyway, I think mine will either have to be Alien, Blade Runner. <laughs> oh, God. Gosh, yeah, yes, Alien Ooh. or Blade Runner or actually, I think it was just those two that I really want to see. Um, Alien is probably it, honestly, for me, though. I would say it's Alien. Okay, Alien, 
Blade Runner or Thelma and Louise. Those are Ooh, forgot those about are Blade Runner. Yeah, I would take either um, Alien or Blade Runner myself. I think I'd have to go with Alien, but Blade Runner would be a very close second. I do do really like Gladiator, and I actually am one guy who likes Prometheus a lot. But I know that's a minority minority. Uh, I, I like Prometheus, but I wouldn't say it's the best Ridley Scott movie. Like there are at least seven other movies that you can put on top of. Prometheus. I think I would just want to push a little bit because I know it gets a lot of shit on. So I just like to I, say, like, I, get- I liked it. I thought it was great, but I I love anyone that that ventures into lore and i feel like that's what prometheus was doing and so i completely give like props to, yeah. to the writing team and really scott and all of that stuff to try to get more lore out of that franchise and I, away. Think sh- I think it was a shame that a lot of these lamos just didn't catch it so whatever i mean back off when he did alien coven and he backed off of that clearly i didn't like prometheus because i didn't get a lot of the references no no it's a, the, i actually have been told not that's not a smack at you i just want to clarify danielle yeah it's like i remember mentioning that on on morning to the outlaw and i got like i was told i i'm not probably not smart enough to get a lot of the references and then at that point i just gave up the finger and blocked them so i was like f you (laughs) like who are you who cares um but okay i changed my mind my favorite really scott movie is the director's cut of kingdom of heaven oh okay kingdom okay i do want to clarify director's cut because the theatrical release is total trash Actively, okay, Kingdom of Heaven is actively a great film. It is also my favorite performance by Orlando Bloom and uh, uh, Eva Green. Eva Green? Eva Green? Eva Green? But it's a wonderful film detailing a part of history that's almost never talked about. Well, I mean, on film at least. And it's beautiful and really great. Um, but it all actively makes sense. And it's just so great. Every, it's Hot take. I'm not a fan of Orlando Bloom that much, to be honest with you. I don't really like him that much. I think he's I'm good at what really he does. Either. Well, Orlando Bloom's not a fan of you, so it's all good. <laughs> I like him as Legolas. Orlando I like him in Pirates. Also, probably a better actor than Ed Harris. You fuck yourself on that one. <laughs> much as I love you, are you going to bring out what was my that? anger? Those shots were fired. Who is Ed Harris again? I like Orlando Why Bloom. Why is Ed Harris an actor? I think he. I think he's fine. Hello there, Shug. Love to see you in the chat. I love Shug quite a bit. Or Ferris. Or Ferris, but I'm going to guess it's Shug. I'm going to guess Shug. I'm going to guess it's Shuga Shuga. Shuga Shuga Shuga. Shuggy. Any other questions in the chat? I'm looking real quick. I saw one that jumped out at me. I have a bad answer for it. But it jumped out at me. All right, go ahead. Throw it up there. What movie describes your life? What movies of a girl laying in bed watching Smallville for 12 hours a day while eating spicy pickles? Because that's that's, <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's my oh, life wait, right now. Probably, what was it? The American Pickle? <laughs> I haven't seen The American that's, Pickle yet. That's, good thing. that's actually not a bad movie. It's actually kind it's of It's a cool. great movie. I, I watch like Smallville and nothing else. <laughs> um, what movie describes my life? Um... I, as much as I want to say, um, Practical Magic is that movie. <laughs> oh, um, girl. Yo. Yes. It's probably more, um, I don't even, I don't even know. But that, that'll be the movie that I wish it was, Practical Magic. I don't know what my movie life would be. Probably something, something with John Belushi, probably. Blues Brothers would probably be, or maybe, no, you know what? Fuck it. I'm very clerks. That probably my story of my <laughs> life. Where I get to insult people but talking about movies all day, that's probably my <laughs> my life story at that point. 
Okay, I figured out my movie. This is the part of Birds of Prey right after Harley and Joker break up where she's just like crying all the time and squirting cheese in her mouth and stuff. That's my life story. <laughs> oh, um, honey. I relate so much. Right. Not my catcher, by the way. Um, <laughs> Probably not here anymore, but just in case, there's the cat cameo from uh, Indiana. Indiana Jones. Marty McFly. And the interview was Marty McFly. How are you? Best cat name I've ever heard. Sorry, y'all. But uh, either way, uh, Alice, did we have a movie from you? Was I missed? Um, I feel like this is a very difficult question. I feel like this is almost impossible to do. Um, but instead of a movie that actively describes my life, because I can't think of one, <laughs> I'm going to choose a movie that I wish described my life instead. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and that would, uh, and that would be. Men in Black. Here come the men in black. Okay. Okay. All right. Here comes Can we just have like a women in black and the three of us just go fight aliens? I'm down for that. Galaxy. Just bounce with me. Just bounce with me. Kaiser, you just need to get your head out of your, you know, potato tot you got. You got to get out, get your face out of the, the, the trunk of your car, sell whatever Rolexes you're finding. And it's a good experience. It's a little bit of heavy, a little bit of lower, but it's okay. It's okay to be educated. It's okay. You can, don't, don't, don't be afraid. It's okay. I don't. It's okay. It's fine. It's People fine. are allowed to be wrong. This guy in particular is allowed to be wrong. He's Never wrong 99% of the He's time. He's mostly so wrong. Don't. don't <laughs> Don't acknowledge what he's saying. I didn't know it's possible to be that wrong, but he somehow does it. Never wrong. Never wrong in my life. I have yet to be wrong. I have yet to be wrong in my life. Well, it's always the first time, but. There's a hashtag blame PLB for a reason. I honestly don't know. Jealous, and it's okay. That's okay. But uh, (laughs) that's true. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I guess. (laughs) <laughs> there you that's go. That's, you know what? I don't care. That's 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 that sounds dope. There it is. That sounds dope. That describes my no, life. Pun intended. That sounds dope. Okay. That's good. <laughs> I'm okay with that. All right, guys. You know what? Let's wrap it up. This has been a lot longer than I thought it was going to be, but it's a lot of fun. I love hanging out with the three of you. Oh, no matter how much you decide to rip on me, because uh, I'm here to take it. I got big shoulders. Oh, my uh, God. good people we love, Paul. It's true. I know. I know. Way longer than we were supposed to. I Danny, you already plugged uh, your stuff. You have anything else you want to plug while you before we go? No, just yeah. follow me on Watch the Book. Go find me on Twitter at Watch the Book. Oh, you can also follow my personal Twitter at Danny Joy D A N I E E J O Y. Also, you can find me here every Sunday hosting Chill to Action with my favorite co-host, Mr. Paul Denuzio, on the Call to Action Network. Thank you all so much. Love you all. Kelsey, go ahead. Plug yourself. Uh-huh. Plug myself. Okay. Uh, you can find me at KelseyKins90 on Twitter and Instagram. I also have a new Instagram that's strictly 100% dedicated to my cosplay. So that's Miss uh, Quinkins. So find that if you want to. Uh, I have shows up and coming on my channel. Uh, I don't have, just search my name, Kelsey Kirkley. You can find it. Uh, once tournament season's over, I don't have time to do it right now, but once tournament season's over, I will have my show, The Panelist, where I compare and contrast graphic novels to the animated versions and movies versions based off of the comics and so that'll be a lot of fun i'm hopefully gonna get guests on it that's that's the plan but it hasn't done anything yet and yeah keep public we've got merch we've got masks buy a mask there you go alex go ahead and plug yourself um you can find me right here 
on Twitter. I changed it to help out. What's up? I'm Alex Mack, part of the Kardashian crew. You can find me hosting Schmobades every single Wednesday, except this one on Tuesday. We're doing it with the rock stars. It's going to be really fun. Roxy Stryer is going to be my co-host. Again, all that in a bag of fish and chips. I stand by it. It's delicious, regardless of if it's from Boston or wherever. Okay, it's yummy. And we're all about food here. A seat away. Uh, you can also find me co-hosting a show called Cinema Bias with AKA Video Drew, aka Drew Grant, where we talk about movies one of us have never seen before. Last week, we had Marisol McKee on as a guest because she has never somehow seen Karate Kid. I haven't either. And it was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? How? Like, the struggle was real. How have either one of them had never seen that movie? It was a struggle. Um, but yeah, so this upcoming week, uh, we are going to be diving into Mulan. Video Drew has never seen Disney's animated Mulan. So it's going to be fun to dive into that. We're also having Abby for real as our co as our not host, but our guest. So it's going to be really fun. And again, I host the show with John Roca called Mornings with the Outlaw. Um, and uh, we talk about movie news and stuff, whatever you just want to talk about. But mostly we fight because surprise. 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 If you don't want to surprise anybody, you're not a fighter. You're, you know, I'm going to go to high when you get it with a straight face. Uh, I'm Chef, so you guys, my B-Day is one hour. Happy birthday. Kentucky. Happy it's birthday. Because here. here it's past the day, so it is already your birthday for me. So happy birthday. Hope it's happy a wonderful birthday. one. Um, yes, Lucas, thank you. You made it right, right at the time. Right We're on time. time. Perfect. Perfect schedule, Lucas. Perfect timing, Lucas. Uh, no As crunch. usual. Would love to be on the panelist, Kelsey. When yes. Over, yeah, so. I'm not doing it until tournament season's over, so you're fine there. Uh, DM you. We can figure out which one you'd like to talk about because I have plans to talk about all of them at some point. So, as for me at Paul underscore Denuzio on Twitter, you can find me here every week on Sunday with my work wife Danny Joy as we host Chilled Action. You can find me here now every Saturday. Kelsey and I have made a decision that we're going to kind of trade off hosting duties. One week I'm going to host call live, and one week Kelsey's going to. Post call live, depending on what's going on, it'll let us easier kind of ease our way into it and mm -hmm. it's it easier on us a little bit. I think but after tournament season, I'm gonna be yeah. doing some stuff as well. Uh, you can find me on the Action Industries YouTube channel. I do have a show called Class Action where me and Richard Dark Jarvie go back and forth. Uh, we put two things up against each other. Uh, like this week, we did Raiders of the Lost Ark, or I'm sorry, Indiana Jones franchise versus Back to the Future franchise with a special guest appearance from the boat Brad Gilmore. Um, you can follow me on the General's Debate every other week or the General's Debate off. Uh, the next one's going to be the greatest sports movie. That should be a fun one as well. And, of course, eventually PLD projects will be opened up again after the tournament season died down. I will be putting forth the Harris stance where I give you every single movie that Ed Harris has been in and make you love him like I do or die trying. And finally, tonight, I believe PLD projects is going to go live. I do my live hangs every once in a while. The generals used to hop on. Shug used to hop on. Sometimes Bedore and those people will hop on. Hopefully these ladies might hop on if they want. Who knows? Everybody's welcome. I don't know what's going on. We'll find out. So I'd give it like a half an hour because I'll probably have to shoot the shit with these girls and figure out what's going on for the rest of the week on C2A. But I uh, love you guys all. Uh, no further ado, thank you for stopping in. Thank you for hanging out the whole time. Thank you, everybody. What's up? Mark Ellis, John Kaiser, you know, Andres Galagos. Happy birthday. Nerd Chronic. Buck. Everybody in here, great great to see you guys as always. Like, subscribe, leave some comments. And uh, yeah, next time we will see you as always as soon as I find this. One last thing as always. And where is it? There it is. We salute you. Take care, guys.